Welcome, everyone, to the Sickos Committee podcast. This is our podcast for the evening of December 3rd, 2023. We are post-conference championship weekend. We are in a post-playoff knowledge world. We have lots of things to talk about, I think. Uh, some good, some bad, some that are going to require some feelings. We're going to work through some things in real time tonight. Uh, as always, my name is Jordan. I'm here with Kamish, Pit Girl, Beth. And our special guest, Catherine. Catherine, how are you? I'm doing wonderful. How are you, Jordan? I'm hanging in there. Uh, Catherine, what do you do that you are on here with us? <laughs> the most vague question. Sure. <laughs> sure, it's a great, it's a great question, a fair question. Um, so I am a freelance editor for the college football vertical at The Athletic. Big college football fan my entire life. Uh, and I wound up creating sort of a a random little niche following in the comment sections of the athletics college football articles and kind of really any article that I, that I thought was particularly of note. Um, and so in a previous life, I was also a corporate finance attorney uh, in Dallas, Texas. Um, and when the time kind of came for me to think about what I wanted to do next, I figured, eh, well, the folks at The Athletic know me, and I really like college football, and so let me just sort of reach out to them and see if we can get something set up. So kind of learn the ropes here. Nice. Where do your allegiances lie, then? Ha. Huh. So uh, I grew up an LSU fan. Okay. Uh, I attended LSU football games uh, since I was two years old, roughly. Um, and then my little sister decided to go to Notre Dame. God knows <laughs> why, um, but she <laughs> did. And so we are a loyal bunch and I decided to start supporting them as well. Hey, and who are your, who are your favorites of the, who are your like hipster favorites? <laughs> Good question. Uh, let's see. So I am a Southern girl over Grambling, uh, generally okay. supportive of most of the Louisiana schools. LSU Eunice was not far from my hometown and had a thriving baseball uh, program, kind of a feeder program for LSU, actually. Oh, nice. Um, so those Bengals also have a place in my heart. There you go. Well, we're happy to have you and to be on to talk about Lord knows what this evening. Beth, how are you doing? I have a voice, so we are... We're doing great. This is much better than last week. Your voice, your voice is lower pitched than mine, but I think that's usually how it is. I think you're a little more basso than me, but that's okay. I, like I'm lower than usual right now, but it, it's present, which is very exciting. I I will I welcome my new contralto. <laughs> and and as always, I'm a I'm a nice lyric tenor. You know me. Mm -hmm. Hey, girl, how are you? I am good. It is happy December uh because it's december now uh so that's cool uh yeah i have my christmas tree up and it is we are advancing into both bowl and holiday season as the linear passage of time does sometimes Kamish, how are you sir i'm good had a nice weekend uh very relaxing weekend i would say nice. Um, didn't really do much, which is great i didn't have to coach the soccer team we didn't really go too many places I mean, dealing with the two kids is always uh, a hassle a little bit, but otherwise we're good. Added some more Christmas lights to the house and going to continue adding Christmas lights uh, throughout the whole season just to keep uh, keep my neighbors on their toes to figure out why does he keep adding more and more lights? Okay. My Halloween Bucky came down today and it was not of my own volition. Oh no. What happened? Mm. Alana well, took it down. Obviously. Oh no. Alana took it down. 
She took down the Halloween bucket. She took it down. There's now a T-Rex with presents in its teeth, which is cute. But I had Halloween Bucky up there for a reason. But it doesn't. It doesn't beat my inflate uh, my uh, inflatigator. No, of course no, it's, it's not going to beat that. It's not six foot long. <laughs> it, a nine foot long inflatigator. What? I'm sorry, nine yeah, foot long inflatigator. It's nice. Well, I I think as much as I don't want to talk about this, this fucking sport has driven me to talk about this. Let's talk playoffs, y'all. D- no, man. I look. Ah, do we no. have to? Look, look. When it happened, like when the news broke of the number four team, yes, uh, when they selected Alabama. Well, hold uh, up, because I know I know there are people that only <laughs> consume college sports through us. So let's be very clear what happened. Here. Okay, just we, we gotta, want to explain yeah. what the playoff is. Yeah, yeah we got to explain the playoff. There is a, really first God created the earth. Yeah, there is a fourteen <laughs> college playoff, and there, so this this sport actually does attempt to award some sort of championship. <laughs> and, and there are teams in there that you may not have heard us ever talk about before. So let's <laughs> let's talk about those teams. Yeah, we, I didn't realize we had to like. We do have to do that because we get replies. Like we just follow this sport through you and yeah. whatever you say, we just no, follow. There's, yeah. As the person from the Normie publication, do you want me to handle a little bit of intro for the Normie playoffs? Yes, go for it. Yeah. That's probably why okay. you're here. I think that makes the most <laughs> yeah, sense. Yeah, no worries. <laughs> okay. So um, typically uh, the college football playoff, you have the top four power five teams. Uh, typically those power five teams are, Uh, from the conference champion pool. Uh, Now there is an initial problem in that there are notably five power conferences and four spots in the playoff. Uh, So someone is always going to be left out. Um, In this instance, the team that was left out was Florida State, uh, who was undefeated, uh, wound up winning a fantastically gritty defensive forward kind of terrible offense in the rain uh, conference championship game against Louisville, but notably was using their third string quarterback, not their backup, their third string quarterback because their starting quarterback had broken his ankle, I believe. Um, their second string quarterback got a concussion in the game against Florida. And for the conference championship game, they were reliant upon a true freshman quarterback named Brock Glenn. Now, Florida State, as noted, undefeated. Two teams with losses were instead placed into the playoff over Florida State. The first of these being the Texas Longhorns. Um, Perhaps the listeners will have heard of Texas, who's to say uh, they wear the color burnt orange. They're a little bit obnoxious, um, but generally a good football team. That's fair. They may or may not be back. They may or may not be back. It's always a question. They are in possession of a cow. You have a beautiful cow. And the cow's a good boy. His name is Bevo. Um, But yes, so Texas had one loss, but they were the Big 12 Conference champion. Alabama also got in. They had one loss. They were the SEC Conference champion. So wherein lies the trouble here? Well, the trouble lies in the fact that Texas had beaten Alabama in week two of the regular season. And so for God knows what reason, the committee must have thought that they had to have Alabama in there and they had to have Texas in there. And so they threw out Florida State because through no fault of the team zone and their defense is incredible, by the way, the defense is the strength of that team. Their quarterback got hurt. And in a sport where we emphasize team over individual, uh, next man up, 
the committee just decided we'll throw that away and we will instead put Alabama in because God forbid the SEC miss a playoff. I'm annoyed. Oh, it, we should note that the committee in question is not us. Believe it or not, we don't set this playoff. I, I, had to, I don't understand it either. I had to defend that. It was like the committee has a tough decision. I'm like, oh, not us. We're fine. We're going to sleep good. Uh, <laughs> we let the voters decide. I know. Vote for it. Vote in our poll. But yeah, it, it was. If, if Mike Pence had had the courage, they could have set, they could have seated an alternate committee last night. They could have. I could have solved they the problem. They could have put us in charge. Mike uh, Pence had the courage. I mean, we would have definitely, you know. ULM would have, would have made this it. This is why an oligarchy is, is just not acceptable. We have to have democracy. That is just what we need in this world. Mm-hmm. I, I'm i so close by. I, I'll tell you, after I was so tired last night, I fell asleep during Big Sky Shin, whatever we're, whatever we're calling big, that. Big Sky Bangers. Big Sky Bangers. That's, that's right. right. And otherwise, I would have gone over to Grapevine because I, I want to know how the vibes were because I assume the vibes were just horrific around 1030 last night over in Grapevine. They have a nice little hotel they stay at, though. The Gaylor Texans really cute. Yeah, but they're like, they don't have, they're still sitting in like the weirdest possible chairs and they don't have snacks. Like, what are they doing when they okay. watch the game? So here's the thing. They do have snacks. Early, earlier, like, I think it was maybe like two or three years into the playoff. It might have been Sports Illustrated, but someone wrote an article about everything available to the committee while they make their selections y'all they have bacon on tap they have off to the side not in the pictures because they don't want people to be mad but they have bacon just sitting there if they want the bacon they have other snacks they have coffee they have alcohol they have like sundry different options as far as food and drink goes and they get to watch football they get to watch commercial free football they get to rewind fast forward they get all the stats that you could ever want in your entire life and they still put alabama in over florida state it's infuriating <laughs> <laughs> i mean it, this is kind of making me want to serve on the committee I know. Hey, I, look those chairs that they have except the one guy that showed up late and he got like a normal chair those are yeah, some the, com- are, the poor conference those chair. are some really those good i mean you got bacon on tap that is like a nap recliner that they're watching the mm-hmm. games on so, I mean, they, they could have fell asleep in a little bit. Oh, the best. Can you imagine committee naps? The best <laughs> naps. It's, you know, it's four in the afternoon and you're watching like fucking Iowa. And you just get to take a nap during it. Oh, my God. Take a nice nap during during Iowa, Michigan. Tell you what. <laughs> I, I also I, took a nap during that game. I, I was really good at naps. That was normal. That's normal, Iowa. That's not a nap. I they think were it, was, it was Holly Anderson who said like something along the lines of how dare you make me feel bad for Florida state. And yes. that's about where I'm at. <laughs> yeah. Like how I, dare you? I don't want to have feel bad for this team. As I live through the nineties. It shouldn't be possible for me to feel bad for Florida state. As the committee's ACC representative, also Arthur. Hello. Um, <laughs> the, the fact that, I, yeah, the fact that I am caping, for FSU, the fact that I feel bad for FSU, the fact that I am angry about an injustice done to FSU tells you how fucked up this all is. I feel and like, why are we playing the games if it's just the committee going to be like, you know what? FSU has a bad vibe. I don't like no, t- time out. Playing the games does matter for some teams because there was a team in this country who mm-hmm, went 13 mm-hmm. to no. And because they played their schedule, the 131st toughest schedule in the no, country. No, 133rd. 133rd. Dead last. Uh, no, Boo, Boo Corgan said that. Dead, dead last. Your metric. No, some, some metrics had it different. 
131-ish, maybe. But it, it was 133rd. They, but it. theirs is okay. Because they played the games and they won out. <sighs> On that note, I Square would like to take a moment to shout out the fundamentally unserious guy I had in my mentions last night who was like, so if you think 13-0 and 0 FSU should get in the playoff, even though they're going to get launched into space, you must also think that 13-0 Liberty should be in the playoff. And I was like, dude, really? You and I both know that this is not on the level. Yeah. Well, and it's just like, you know, and, and I can make argument after argument. We'll never know the results. But the fact of the matter is that it was infuriating because the committee was acting as if Florida State, even without Jordan Travis, who, by the way, was the quarterback who had broken his leg, fantastic young man, had an incredible tweet, um, just heartbreaking oh, just stuff for him. That, that tweet got because he said, and, and just to give a snippet, but he said that, I wish I had broken my leg earlier. Not that he wished he had not broken his leg. He wished that he had not broken his leg earlier earlier in order for the team to be able to showcase how good they were without him and if you like i just got chills saying that out loud but it's just something to emphasize that not only are we talking about fsu as a fixed point as if last night's admittedly not very good offensive performance would have been like the status quo it's just giving the elements of the team that are quite good and that I think would be competitive no matter who they were facing. Because I will note, FSU held LSU to 24 points. Yep. Jaden Daniels had far and away his worst game of the season against this defense. And Jaden Daniels does not have bad football games. And so I think just, just to put a cap on it, and by the way, Michigan and Washington also made the playoff. I hadn't mentioned that earlier. Uh, but Florida State should have been in after a month. Tate Rodemaker, the backup, could have been the head of a functional offense. It is a travesty. That is also a pun. What a shame. That's good. I like that. Yeah, thanks. So, so, uh, Jason Kirk suggested that basically the the explanation for leaving Florida State out by the committee could have been written by AI. So I did throw in okay. the chat GPT. Throw- can, can you read uh, what Chad GPT? Oh, I'm going to. Okay, do it. I'm, I'm going to. Yeah. This is what I, I asked. In the style of a press conference answered by the College Football Playoff Committee, defend leaving a 13-0 Florida State out of the playoffs. <laughs> Quote, Ladies and gentlemen, the College Football Playoff Committee carefully considers various factors when making playoff selections. In the case of Florida State, while their 13-0 record is impressive, the committee prioritizes overall strength of schedule, quality wins, and performance against top-ranked teams. Many believes that other teams demonstrated a more robust and competitive resume leading to their inclusion in the playoffs. Tough decisions are inherent in this process, and the committee is committed to ensuring a fair and comprehensive evaluation of all teams. That's that's basically what they said. <laughs> just as much nonsense and just like can you, wishy-washy garbage. Can you rename AI Boo? My AI Boo. Yep. I mean, anytime I, I look, look, I'm old, all right? Anytime I, yeah, I see yeah, you. Are. Any, yeah, that's right. <laughs> thank you. I am the oldest one probably on the podcast, Catherine. Uh, I'm not going to even bother to ask you. I'm, I'm the oldest one on the podcast. No, uh, if, she and, if she and Pickerel yeah, are in the same yeah, team, definitely. Definitely. I guarantee yeah. I am yes, the oldest yep. one on the podcast. Yeah. Yes, guaranteed. Uh, so anytime I see Boo Corrigan, I think of the song My Boo. <laughs> 
And I, I don't know if anybody knows the song, but uh, now it's yeah, in my head. Familiar. Uh, you know, I, I'm just gonna oh, this, go. He wouldn't this was, be my. This was uh, this is Usher and Alicia Keys. No. That? Yeah. Or this is this from, is like, the other the 90s, one. Right. This is the '90s song. It is not the the that that song. No, it is the different one. Uh, by oh, by not. Ghost Town DJ. That's right. That's the one by Ghost Town DJs. Okay. Well, I'll be listening to this later on for sure. Oh, that's right. Um, oh, pr- little little John is a producer on this. Uncredited. Was. That's right. Okay. See, I, I like that because Kamish first tells us that he's old and then shows us. That's good That's, podcasting. It's even show it's, and, a, it's a show my boo before the my boo. You know, it's 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 a double layered boo. So it's it's like the O, the first O and boo, and the second O. Yeah, it is a boo boo. That is correct. The the best part hey, of this process boo-boo. was because uh, that the ACC had not intended that plan for this to happen. There was a chain reaction of bull picks that talk about less let us in deep into the day figuring out what the ACC was up to, leading to a picture of the Sun Bowl committee holding hands in a prayer circle. <laughs> and their prayer was answered because God sent his chosen team to El Paso. Congratulations, Notre Dame. Oh, I didn't even see that. Yeah. That's yep. funny. Notre Dame. Yep. Day to the Sun Bowl, baby. Notre Dame's headed to the wilderness for 40 years. It's very exciting. <laughs> uh, I think that we'll we'll call this the uh, the El Papo El Paso Papacy. Um, yes. Oh, this is, this is this schism. Yeah, this is schism. I oui. like this. Yes. Um, I, no, my my little sister was very disappointed. She wanted the Pop Tarts Bowl because who wouldn't? Of course. The best part was they had. So not planned for Notre Dame. The Sun Bill always has old ass helmets hanging around. They always have like the last helmet. We've joked about this before. Yeah, last Whenever year they, have... they, they had a block pit, like right. old colors block logo mm-hmm. pit helmet laying around. And Pitt had been in the Sun Bowl in 2018 after they changed to script with the the old colors, but still. And they just they're using like the oldest fucking helmet in the world. Still. They did not have a Notre Dame helmet to be found. <laughs> Because they had just not take a random one and spray paint it gold, they had, they had or, no. or just so find a random like leather helmet and be like, "Yep, it's historic. It checks out." <laughs> I like to uh, see my new head cannon is that the Sun Bowl collects heads. Ooh, <laughs> heads for the sun god. Yes, this is all. Then, this is all covered for sun worship. I knew it. Right, and now at long last, Notre Dame has come to town. The shiniest one for the wall. (laughs) There's that Avatar The Last Airbender episode where they have to do the the dragon dance in Mm -hmm. order to learn Mm -hmm. the true spirit of firebending. Mm -hmm. And I'm just picturing Sam Hartman with the flow (laughs) as the sun rises. Oh, my God. And it's cinematic and it's beautiful. Jordan, you have to. You have to. Sam Hartman as Zuko. Yep. Yep. I'm tossing that. Tossing that. All of those tracks. And Marcus Freeman as Aang. It's perfect. No, there it is actually. Perfect. Perfect. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, that's that happened, and so oh, they, there was this like they deleted the reaction. tweet. Who did? They deleted it. The Sun Bowl de- deleted the prayer circle. Circle. Oh man! I got the picture. We got oh. it saved. The picture was yeah. saved. Yeah. We got him, ladies and gentlemen. Just liberty. This is a violation of the First Amendment. I just can't believe it. Every because every ACC adjacent bowl was panicking because all their social media people were getting screamed at online, and they're just like, "What do you want from me?" I don't I was, know anything. I was mostly offline today, but one thing that I did see is that, like, allegedly pretty much every ACC team was just, like, straight up not answering their phone for a hot second. Mm-hmm. 
I like the when I saw that it's again it's like the only thing I saw I liked the idea briefly liked the idea of ACC teams just being like you know what fuck you in protest yeah yep. but going back to Jordan's intro I genuinely think that it was in fact because they just did not envision a world where Florida State did not make the playoff and it really did just gum up the works and slow everything down and just cause massive delays which was quite funny because also it just so happens that that's the group of bowl games that has the most entertaining social media uh, along with pop tarts uh obviously you have the duke's mayo bowl folks who oh, had we'll get a delight- there oh yeah okay great please please we will get there for Moving sure forward. yeah that i forgot to mention one thing that uh from the the playoff uh thing like yeah. college game day so like they they're at the you know Georgia Alabama game, and they're there, and the commissioner, uh, you know Greg Sankey, uh, is, is there like politicking to get the SEC teams in before the game, of course, and he he uses the Sesame Street, uh, you know one of these things is not like the other line, and I, I'm like one of these conferences is not like the other line, um, it appear you know maybe that worked, but. In my head, which is is really kind of messed up to begin with, which I am the commissioner of the Sickos Committee, which is, it, it makes sense to me. Uh, but anytime I hear Greg Sankey's name, I think of doing the, do this, do the Sankey leg. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I'm with you. No, right. that's the classic reference. That's right. I, I think of that. And he had on, you know, the suit with the, the sneakers and everything like that. And I was just waiting for him to, to do the Sankey leg. I was waiting, but it didn't work out. I, I mean, I would like to take this moment to remind Greg Sankey that uh, the ACC's out of conference record this season was better than the SEC's. So do with that information what you will. Doesn't matter. The ACC was six and four over the SEC. They were. What, yeah. What was the, what did he mean? Like one of these things, not like the other. Like, what was he referencing? He was, what wasn't like the was, others? He's trying to say he the ACC referen- is ass, which like he was. Yeah, specifically he was referencing ticket prices. I'm not kidding. Because the ticket prices for the SEC championship game were so much more expensive than all the other championship games. In fact, what it was about? I'm 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 dead serious. That's what he was was talking about. about. He was talking about Yeah. uh, and that's what he used one of these things is not like the other. Uh and then he referenced that. I think well, and was, if we know nothing else about college football, we know that almost all of the revenue is made through ticketing. Yes, definitely. So uh, now he also mentioned, I think, uh, five of the f- top fifteen in the CFP were SEC teams, which is, gee, Greg, I wonder how that happens. No idea. Yeah, that's, oh, this is this is like tautological. Like we're yeah. Oh god. Yeah, it was. If we just if we just oh, give yeah. SEC teams more credit for playing other SEC teams, I think we can get off. 14 of them in or is it up to 16 or, now well except vandy because vandy is on a 10 game losing streak that matches ulm so uh <laughs> yeah but that strength is schedule. i, mean, I know but they're... so strength they got more yeah, vandy's a little bit higher than ulm i, I... quality losses Vandy is the best two and ten team in the country damn it i i take umbrage <laughs> to that but uh <laughs> <laughs> so with with all this being said we're not going to go too deep into the bowl game top yet because, well, God, we're going to cover that plenty. But there's a couple, a little bit of fun stuff. Oh, here. I, I got some fun ideas for the bowl, and it's going to involve some spinning wheels again. Uh, oh, we're going to do the spinning Ooh. wheels. I, I, I have envisioned probably about 
I have three spinning wheels right now. Maybe there'll be more, but uh, there will be some spinning wheels to uh, to do our bowl previews coming up. But 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 right now they do in fact got to go round. They they got to go round. They they spin the bowls right round. Uh, so really, really at this point, we're just gonna touch them lightly. Just some fun stuff that we got from the bowl announcements. Besides the ACC not having any contingency plan for anything uh, for Florida State not being being left out, uh, which just ruined everything. And the Duke's Mayo Bowl uh, got so desperate that they started putting mayo on cheesecake. I think they did. Yeah, they did. and or or was it a cookie of some sort? It looked like cheesecake. And I don't know what it was. <laughs> uh, I, 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 I am said it was cheesecake. I am proud though. That we are sending cub reporter Beth to the most dangerous assignment we can send to someone with an egg allergy. We're sending her to the mayo bowl. I've got this, guys. Don't you worry. What's the worst that could happen? Just make sure can, you bring your EpiPen. Take an EpiPen, please. No, no. Like, like when I told you on the podcast last year, if you mm-hmm. ever went to the mayo bowl, like Tubby is going to have to like do the EpiPen, like the scene from Pulp Fiction, <laughs> on you to bring you back that. to life. Yes. It is. It oh, is. I forgot about this. It is, straight in the heart. It, it, it could <laughs> le- legitimately happen now. <laughs> it can, because West Virginia is going <laughs> to the mayo bowl. Perfect. You might be able to hug Tubby and Mac Brown at the same game. Yeah, Tubby and I are going to have to have a chat and see if we can make this happen. <laughs> Just Ooh, you on the ground. A brown on brown handshake. Ooh, yes. Ooh. Are they? They're not. They're not related, are they? Surely not. There are many a brown in this in this fair country of ours. I just the idea of. Yeah, Beth, just the scene from Pulp Fiction with just Tubby jamming a, a needle adrenaline into your heart. God. I, I would say I, to make a video of this, but I don't want to really have this happen. But it's just fun <laughs> to think about. It's either going to be our most viral video ever or our least viral video ever, and I can't decide which. Either way. Also just, I have this mental image of like you and Tubby like putting your hands up to like a glass window pane. Because... <laughs> Just so you that can like be best be friends, but he's good. poison. <laughs> that's that's like this one of those like sad sci-fi short stories. <laughs> and never the two shall meet. And then we have our beloved Pop Tart Bowl. Uh, it's going to be this is the Citrus Bowl, and this is NC State and. Sorry, I haven't committed this to memory yet, folks. Is it, it's Tennessee? Is it not? Oh no, no, no Tennessee Tennessee's and Iowa. No, Tennessee's playing Iowa <laughs> in the. Yeah. In the it's most, I, I hope, I hope that your offense can run in quicksand because this is going to be a bad time. Oh, <laughs> Tennessee, have... the, the more you struggle, Tennessee, the more you sink. This is the best possible way to find out the bowl matchups. This is oh amazing. yeah, I, about to say, I love this knowing is, yeah. nothing. Uh, no, the Pop Tart Bowl is going to be scroll, scroll, scroll. Really, Wikipedia, you haven't updated this yet. Oh, by the way, the whoever the oh, I need to find his name. Tulane hasn't hasn't. An, Interim coach. Oh, did Willie? Fr- oh, oh no, Willie Fritz left. No, yeah, uh, North Carolina yeah. State, Kansas State, Pop Tart Bowl. Okay, that's that's, good. that's great. That's good. Uh, I like that. Tulane's interim coach is, is on the CW. Have we checked? I don't know. No, that's another one we're going to talk about. Well, there's yeah, we don't have to talk about that. <clears throat> uh, the Tulane interim head coach is Slade Nagel. That's right. Not related to Browning Nagel. That has to be a Spider-Man villain. Uh, like it has to be. Slade Nagel is from 
Lake Charles has spent most of his time in Louisiana. Surprise. Hell yeah. So so one one thing uh, I wanted to note, my uh, ULM source, which I've been plugging for like ULM mm-hmm. head coaching news, uh, Dusty, he indicated uh, he's, he's at Warhawk Report. If you need more ULM stuff, then we give you here, which is probably way too much. But uh, he said Slade Nagel was on staff at ULM with uh, Matt Viator when he came up from McNeese. Uh, and then he, uh, Dusty said he played against them in little league growing up. So, you know, that's yeah. some fun stuff. So he, he played against a coach. I, I played against Eli Manning in, in high school baseball, but that that's, I mean, neither here nor there. Go but ahead. Did you really commission? I did. I did. I am as old as Eli Manning. Yes. <laughs> One of my high school's little claims to fame is that Peyton Manning, when he was shortstop over at Newman, uh, he came play Sacred Heart and Villeplat and uh, made an error that led to Sacred Heart winning the game and going to the semifinals. Oh, fun the fact! Peyton Manning baseball error, lovely. Uh, mm-hmm. Eli Manning was was a third baseman for for Newman. Uh, we we played them in in high school. I think we won the game like seven five. I think, uh, which apparently was a Falcons and jet score at at some point today uh yes, it was. Yeah, it was. <laughs> but but yeah uh he, he was not accurate from third base to to first base which i was a first baseman too uh all the third basements we had were not accurate either so it would either be low or high so understandable it was weird when we played against eli he got walked and so i'm on first base doing the typical first baseman holding them holding the runner on thing you know that you do as a baseball player uh and there's like girls in the stands just literally just going oh eli in the stands and i'm like you've got to be kidding me i'm sitting there and i'm like trying to hold him on like eli manning is gonna steal a base which you know he only has like like 20 rushing yards in the nfl uh mm-hmm. but I have zero, so I'm not that far behind. But <laughs> exactly within, within, a, within a rounding error, we're the same I'm, I'm as close. Eli Manning. I'm close in rushing yards, not passing. Uh, yeah. But but yeah, it was. I'm just trying to like, I'm like a junior in high school, just trying to like hold this dude on, and like he's gonna wind up being a Hall of Fame quarterback. But yeah, it's it's ridiculous, <laughs> and and just like you know, 17 year old girls like fangirling out at at the person that i i'm holding on first base which is is very weird as hell and i didn't expect to go down this road but this is fun uh slade Nagle. the reason i got here is slade Nagle did not have a wikipedia page until today yeah mm. welcome to the wikipedia Ooh, love page. that so yeah so had to get a wikipedia page uh he still doesn't have his coaching uh total list rep resume totally listed but yeah lots of mcneese state he played at mcneese state with oh uh also Coached at Northwest State, Northwestern and State, yeah. Northwestern, Northwestern State. Right. Excuse yeah. us, Northwestern. yes, Northwestern State. That's right. And no, I got, I got, I got extra Louisiana power here. Back me up. I know. God, go. this is gonna be it's like double. Now Louisiana. watch that, Chef. Let's go. We gonna get you. <laughs> yeah. That, so, so yeah. That, anyways, side tangent there. Rewinding again to Pop Tart Bowl. Uh, yes, and Dave Doran got asked if he was going to eat the Pop Tart. Because again, we're going. To, the popular bowl is going to have an edible mascot. Yes, at least part of the mascot will be edible. And uh, the quote went: "Which good part? Oh, I don't. I don't Which, know. I, I assume like a chunk of the side or something. But then again, okay. But it's an outdoor event. Are they going to change costumes for the very end for the bite? Because all the pop I mean, tart like logo stuff they have has a chunk out of the top. So I assume it's that chunk." 
And where is this game being played? This is Orlando? the Citrus Bowl. Orlando. Orlando. It's, is it this the land of soggy? Wait, no. Is this like the Citrus Bowl or is it? Huh. It's not the Citrus Bowl. This is the former. The, this is the bowl, of, bowl of is it not? Yeah, the former Cheese It Bowl. Oh yes, yeah, so this is a, this is a camping, bowl camping World Bowl, Russell Athletic so, Bowl. So they, that, that so thing. so Cheese It killed off. Oh no, Ched Z still lives, but Prince Chedward is dead. Not yet. Oh, we don't. I, know. We don't know. We don't that. know for sure. Okay, all right. I realized back two years ago before anyone had actually picked us up. I made a flag <laughs> that had. <laughs> that had uh, I remember it this. Was the, it was the state of Arizona, but it was Cheese It. Right? It, was, it was. It was Virginia. Yeah. It was Virginia. Because okay. it's it's the it's the Virginia flag of the woman stabbing the tyrant, and it says six zipper Tyrannus. And I had uh, Ted Z, uh, uh, yeah, uh, Prince Chedward underneath that. Do you, have, do you have that? Can you share that in our Discord? Yeah, let me chance? find it. Real right, fast. If you can keep, find keep it. talking. Keep talking. So uh, Dave Doran was asked by uh, Jaden Adams, uh, a reporter for the News and Observer. We got to credit her for the question because it's amazing. She asked Dave Doran if he would take a bite out of this edible Pop-Tart if NC State wins. And here's how it went. Uh, she says, give her the Pulitzer Prize for capital J journalism. So um, I'm, you know, I'm not a Pulitzer voter. Uh, I did vote for the Lou Groza Award. But uh, really, it, they're basically the same, same thing. Kicker, Pulitzer, whatever. So this is Dorn. It says, man, I guess I would have to, wouldn't I? I'm not going to be that guy that doesn't do that. And then he goes, what flavor is it going to be? So then the bowl rep for the Pub Top Bowl says, I'm not at liberty to divulge that information. <laughs> then, then Dorn replies, well, then maybe I'm not at liberty to answer the question. <laughs> A couple of seconds of silence pass. Can I chase down the Pop-Tart with a nice bourbon or something like that afterwards? Is that part of the Pop-Tart experience or not? The bowl rep says, I think we could arrange that if you want it. We will make it a little tasting. Dave Dorn getting an, an aperitif after the Pop Tarts Bowl win. Which is it's important to cleanse the palate after biting a mascot. Mm -hmm. uh, I can't find <laughs> it. I'll look later. I know that I, for one, always chase my Pop Tarts with bourbon. So, like, this, this makes perfect sense. Breakfast of champions. I will, I will say it, it feels like it does have to be brown sugar cinnamon now, though, right? I think that could actually accompany it quite a well. A brown sugar oh, cinnamon bourbon, with yeah. a little fireball in a swirly glass. <laughs> Ooh, actually, but like, like even with a nice bourbon, that would be like that be, should be nice. Nice I, bourbon. I, I did, okay. I I did today say on the timeline that I really like unfrosted blueberry pop tarts, and people lost their shit at me. Oh God, That's some sociopath! Is that shit, with or without? Fuck. No frost. Is that with or without the mayonnaise? Without the mayo, I just like I kind of <laughs> prefer unfrosted. Someone said you might as well be eating your granola bar. We got to talk about like health equivalences, folks. I'm, I'm, no, 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 but like unfrosted blueberry pop tart is basically just a large flat Nutrigrain bar, like warmed up. Okay, but yeah. Well, the thing is that my favorite is an unfrosted strawberry pop tart. There we go. And so I do feel like I have to stand with Jordan here. That's right. 
Is that better da- than Blueberry? It's a dangerous place to be. <laughs> like, you know what? Catherine is standing with Jordan. This is dangerous. It's a dangerous <laughs> place to be. <laughs> it is shaky ground. I, <laughs> no. I'm loyal. No, this, I'm, if I can pivot to Notre Dame, I can pivot to uh, unfrosted pop tarts. This, this is, this is. The, my, Notre Dame is the unfrosted Pop-Tarts of football. This makes sense. <laughs> they are unfrosted ACC Pop-Tarts. Uh, but, Come at me, Domers. But No, this makes sense. I, this is spiritually correct. I love this because I did not, I could not grow up with unfrosted, I mean, with frosted Pop-Tarts. My mom would not allow frosted Pop-Tarts in the house because the frosted Pop-Tarts were unhealthy. The normal <laughs> Pop-Tarts were healthy. So actually, of the unfrosted ones, blueberry was my favorite uh, of the unfrosted ones. But you had the frosting, and then you know, I, I you you grow up to like brown sugar cinnamon, and then like you get all the crazy stuff like the wildberry wildness or whatever. But the unfrosted ones, blueberry was my favorite because that's all I was allowed to have, and I was not allowed to have cookie crisps cereal either. I I still my- I've never had it. My household was a chocolate fudge Pop-Tart household, but that is because my dad likes them. Um, I like the cookies and creams, cream ones, and this is a weird thing, but I stand by it. They are very good if you put them in the freezer. I've heard that. Uh, someone did suggest that for Kansas State, uh, uh, every man a wild berry. Ooh, I like oh, that. Oh, that's very good. That's a good shirt. And they're purple, too. They are. It's beautiful. We go on to some random coach hirings and firings. Boise State has locked down their interim as the full-time coach. This is Spencer Danielson. He's was DC on the staff for seven seasons. The defense of Boise has never been the problem the last couple of years. No, not the And case. again, they just won their conference on with the interim coach. So I guess I guess that's the answer. I sure. I I, I don't know enough about him to say anything positive or negative i but i assume no. that boise locked it down for a reason you see the video of the like the ad talking to the entire boise state team to give them what bowl they're going to which i don't remember off the top of my head i think they're going to the la bowl la sponsored by gronk sponsored by gronk no no it's not sponsored by gronk oh, it's it? got, it has a title sponsor too now though okay it's the something it's, la it's bowl hosted by gronk. by gronk yeah it's the it's the starco brands la bowl hosted by gronk Okay, so it's hosted that by Gronk. Sound like a scam which, at all? Which, which Gronk is 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 literally Slurms McKenzie in this aspect here because it is the bowl game sponsored by Slurm, and Gronk is Slurms McKenzie. Go out there and party at the bowl game, Gronk. Go right ahead and do that. But yeah, they played UCLA and they did the giant thing in front of the you know it's a team room. They're announcing the bowl game. We're going here. And instead of like getting, giving the kid the scholarship, they gave the interim coach the full time job, which is kind of a weird dynamic. And they all celebrated. So, you know, pretty much all of them got a standing ovation except like two folks, which I don't know if they're injured or not. Uh, but but really, the, it seems like a good hire for them. And I mean, if they come out hair on fire and they were God, they were beating some ass the past three games. So, I mean, maybe they'll keep it up next year. Y'all, y'all. I'm not going to go into it right now, but I just dropped something that Star Cove Brands does oh. in the chat. Boozy just, just met Bougie. Oh. And it is vodka-infused whipped cream. Oh, God. Oh, God. Ooh, no. Oh, no, oh, no. I love this, uh, the tag after that. Lit has no limit. 
available in three flavors vanilla caramel and mocha what's the alcohol by and volume part, it's called whip shots alcohol. and part of me is just like do you know what i'm gonna be doing like not only oh am i be drinking god. this i'm gonna be doing the whippets out of this too oh my god i'm just gonna be popping <laughs> this shit what is this, this? Is a lawsuit waiting to holy, happen holy crap it's 10 percent alcohol by volume that's that's 20 percent. that's more than this is someone who saw the Ain't No Laws While You're Drinking Claws campaign and is like, you know what? I can do you one that's, better. That's double White Claw right there. That's double yeah. White Claw. That is dangerous. It's, it's that's dangerously free. That's dangerously close to Four loco. I mean, well, oh it's, my God. it's branded as a shot. So I think that like the intention yeah, of it is more of a liquor thing. And for a shot, a shot that's ten percent ABV is not. It's that not strong. too bad. No, it's not like it's not like you know you're doing. But again, I'm gonna be huffing this like a whippet while I'm while I'm in, inhaling this. So who? Yeah, I'm I, but who, left and right. Who wants? Who just wants a dairy forward shot? Is my question. Like, what is the? I mean, who, like, who's been craving I that? I could get behind a like a cream based shot or something. I don't think I could get behind a whipped cream based shot. I mean, y'all, y'all talk about where it's like I mean, isn't that like cream. just basically a blowjob? Yeah. Well, yes. yeah, but it's not like the the whipped cream the, is the shot. More to yes, it. but okay. Now, Ka- Catherine, you don't want to <laughs> be. At, I'm, I'm going to quote here. It's you don't want shot. to quote feel lit and luxurious all at once. Lit. I, I think that there are multiple avenues to feeling lit and luxurious, and um, this is not my preferred route. I think I think we need to follow at whip underscore shots now on the, yeah, we, the yeah, we account. We need to do that. We need to do that. We already follow the Jello Shot makers for the LSU yeah, folks, you know, for the, the, the baseball title. The Jello Shot committee? The Jello Shot. Um, we follow Rocco's. We follow, um, I think, oh, the maker different. the maker of the machine. I think, it, is it Jivo? Something like that, out of Murfreesboro, yeah. yeah. Which reminds me again of... In law school, in law school, the LSU law school student, like, government group had a jello shot committee for tailgates. (laughs) And I thought that's what you were referencing. I mean, that's... No, uh, no, you got you got, you got you you got your law journal crew, dude. LSU. You got your Jello shot crew, dude. LSU, you got your Federalist LSU, Society. You got LSU, your Federalist hey, Society. If anybody wants to talk about tailgating, you talk about LSU. They have Jello shot committees. All right, Ole Miss. I don't know if you got that. All right, Ole Miss. You do not have a Jello shot committee, do you? If you do, please add us seriously, because I know we got a we got one random like Ole Miss follower who is. Who is like gung ho Ole Miss? Do we which really? Is, wow. Yeah, it, it, there's like a shark in the profile. It's like, uh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, uh, West Side Rebs, I believe is his I'm, name. I'm imagining that this works a lot, like like the way that House used to hide Vicodin in the book about lupus because it's never lupus. Mm-hmm. That you know, there's a bunch of law students with just a hollowed out copy of Black's Law Dictionary that's just full filled to the brim with Jello shots. I'm still thinking you about know. actual applications for the whip shots. Uh, I mm. think the best actual application for this is like mm. on top of Irish coffee, or if you're having right. a festively spiked hot chocolate, right? Okay, look, look. Like there are uses. If, if for it has this. the consistency of whipped cream, I could see like just having it on desserts, what? and then like the dessert yeah. gets you a little what, drunk. What what Beth said earlier, like there is the blowjob shot. The, which comes with whipped cream on top. You just put this whipped cream on top. Now you have more liquor in the blowjob, or maybe maybe a buttery nipple. I mean, there's there's like legitimate stuff here. Yes, I like yes, my yes. So I, Drinks I have, are very suggestive, pit girl. I, I yeah, oh no, I'm aware. Here. My first legal drink was a buttery nipple. <laughs> there you go. 
I, I have an update for you here. Whip shots are brought to you by Cardi B. So I'm not sure that how Cardi sense, B is actually. involved, but the branding, it just says that it's brought to you by, which is like, I like, I'm not, I don't think I've heard that before in terms of establishing a commercial relationship between <laughs> a celebrity endorser and a product. Like the that's Rose usually Bowl something I hear on like PBS or something. At least it's the Rose not- Bowl brought to you by yeah. Cardi B. Can we get that? And viewers like you. <laughs> <laughs> At least it's Thank not you. WAP shots. Other, God, swerve back. Other coaching (laughs) news. Duke, we don't know yet. Still open. Houston has got Willie Fritz. Got their guy. (sighs) Willie, no. No, Willie, why you leave me? Why, Willie? It was was the money. Why? No. I did. It's it's again. It wasn't the money. It's it's the P5 thing. It is. Yeah. It's the P5 Tulane's thing. got money. Tulane's got the money, honey. That is, that is true. Exactly. They got the money, but it's the P5 thing. It is. It, mm-hmm. it is just. And I mean, Houston is. Uh, I don't. They got a new stadium. They got a giant. I mean, what is what is Houston like? The second biggest city in America? It depends on how much. Uh, it depends on, you, on what you like. Metro, metro area. Yeah. You're like, is it metro area? Is it population or whatever? It is a giant city in texas and he started in sam houston so i mean there is some sort of connection there selfish reasons i'm depressed that he's leaving tulane uh i'm gonna say that i am very very upset i grew up in new orleans watching tulane football you know i i dealt with like horrible tulane coaches uh now we have the rich rodriguez coming back to tulane rumors you know like from like 98 uh, I'm just like okay. So West Virginia was getting them now. It's Did he go back to Fairmont State too? Just I mean, like we're just, we just gonna just, lap just everything. Everything again? just slapping. Rich Rod. Ask, ask Bobby Petrino about that. Rich Rod's coming oh back to God. ULM because he was an offensive coordinator. Uh, we don't have to go back to Bobby, but no, it's just I think Tulane. I'm gonna give this as unsolicited advice because I know the Tulane AD is not listening to this. Uh, but Tulane just they also got, just lost their AD they too. Just, which they just got picked. Their AD just got picked. They're, they're, I mean, their coach gets picked. So, I mean, Tulane's kind of hot right now. The green wave is a little bit hot in the streets. So they're, they're getting everything picked because if you can do it at Tulane, you can kind of do it everywhere. I'm bummed that he's leaving, but I understand it. You got the P5 opportunity. You got a brand new Big 12. Texas, Oklahoma, gone. You got, you got the biggest city. I think Houston is bigger than Dallas. But if you oh, can't, yeah. Yeah, yeah. but I mean, like yes. Houston and Dallas are, and then you have a New Orleans pull to Houston and mm-hmm. in Houston and New Orleans are basically neighbors after Katrina, uh, after Katrina, yeah. Houston, New Orleans, that, that five and a half hour drive, uh, whatever, shout out to Jennings, Louisiana that I always stop in. Uh, but that, that drive there is nothing anymore to anybody. That how drive fast, New Orleans how fast and, are you and, driving? <laughs> How fast are you half, going six, to get from New Orleans hours, to Houston? I mean, five we're and going here. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you know, I mean, quick. if you get out um, early enough in the morning, at like five in the morning, you can definitely sure? get get to Houston like it ain't nothing. All right. Um, yeah, no, but I think that <laughs> you're, you make a Catherine's really good like, point, though, about... Speeding, commish. <laughs> you're, you're go- I mean, there's a lot of speed traps in Louisiana, man. I don't know how you didn't get a ticket, but being coach at Tulane... Absolutely, you know, recruited the Houston area. 
Um, there's going to be plenty of connections for him to, to build off of there. And I do think that this is actually an opportunity for Tulane because the, the beauty of a situation like this is that you have a coach like Willie Fritz who wasn't just very good there but was there for quite a long time. You have a great foundation for a program. And so the names that you see associated with the job seem to be sort of younger guys, guys looking for their first head coaching opportunity. Uh, Alex Atkins, who has longstanding ties to Tulane, I think would be such an exciting hire. Um, And you can take a risk on a guy like that because you have, you know, not to say blood in the water, but sort of that kind of vibe where like the alumni are very excited about Tulane being good at football. And if you can build on that momentum, then you can just keep the ball rolling, hopefully. We'll see what happens. That's why Tulane needs to bring back Mac Brown. Uh, I I, kind of want to throw a curveball into that. Uh, Go get Troy's head coach, please. Go get he's gonna go, go, get, go get John Summerall. Yeah. Go get him. Yeah. You stole their defensive coordinator. Go go get the head coach now. Go do it, Tulane. We also have JMU is still looking for their coach. ULM got a rumor that is gonna be that they're really looking closely at UAB's interim coach from last year. Yes, right. And this year was New Mexico's OC Brian Vincent. Commissioned some math on I New Mexico in the last two years. I, look, 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 look. I have been, like, as soon as I get rumors, I am going in depth with ULM, like, like you know, off off the charts, which, you know, we had Mon- our... Monroe- Monroe-mers? Mon- Monroe-mers? Monroe-mers? Okay, that works out. Workshop it. We'll, we'll do it. It doesn't matter. There's not many rumors coming out of Monroe. Uh, it's, it's just basically, do you like Johnny's Pizza or not? Uh, but really, <laughs> really, shout out Johnny's Pizza. Sweep the kitchen, baby. Johnny's Pizza's made. Uh, oh, damn it. Oh, God. Oh, God. God. Do you get the nacho cheese on the side? No. Okay. okay. Is that a game changer? That is a game changer. Do it. All okay. right. All right. All right. What there you go. What are you people doing to pizza in Louisiana? No. I don't. I feel it like is, I don't have any. It is like a Cajun nacho cheese. Here. It has got a kick. It is amazing. All right. I'm uh, sure it's good. You it can't, is. but you can't. God knows you can't put salami and American cheese on pizza. No. Okay. okay don't, we're pizza not later. talking about your Altoona. Right. <laughs> Get out of here, Altoona. Okay? <laughs> Get out of here. It's like breadstick strips. Pizza. I'll, I'll I'll definitely have to show a picture in the Discord for that. Uh, but really, no. There's a rumor to be linked to the UAB interim. Uh, he was a UAB interim coach for one year after Bill Clark retired. Um, and it, Brian Vincent, I, they went seven and six. They won the Bahamas Bowl. I kind of felt like he should have kept the job. Uh, he didn't keep the job. Then he wound up going because they wanted to hire Trent Dilfer because you know you play you can't win games in the NFL if you lose games. Thank you, Trent Dilfer. Uh, but really, he went to New Mexico. New Mexico had the second worst offense in 2022. The only one that had the worst offense was Iowa. But uh, they improved from 130th, which, you know, we added some more teams. They went to 67th in total offense that's, in that's one really year. Impressive. In one year at New Mexico. So basically, he didn't really have many recruits or whatever. He had to work with. He's making chicken salad out of uh, green chilies and and chicken salad. But but really, I'm kind of excited if that it works out. I talked to Dusty at Warhawk Report. They indicated that the money for the head coaching job is not an issue. Uh, there is kind of a sticking point right now of the assistant coaching pool. So they they need to work through that, and he wants a little bit more money there. 
I don't know. Dusty's kind of not sold on the hire, but he hasn't talked to him directly yet. So I don't know. We got ULM coaching rumors. This is where you come for the Sickos Committee podcast for ULM coaching rumors. Monrovers. Mon, mon, mon rumors. We also, uh, Mitzi's still looking. New Mexico's still looking. Utah, uh, our friend Colin Davers, last time I heard, was they're looking at U, uh, UNLV's OC, I believe. That's right. UNLV's OC, I think. And That's then, Pitt and Marion, right? Yes. Yes. Yeah, he was he was at Pitt for a hot second. Yeah. Um, his offensive is interesting, and that would be a interesting and potentially productive hire. And then Nevada is still looking as well. They're targeting uh, poor Bruce Feldman. They're targeting Texas's co-DC Jeff Choate. Choat? Choate. I'm gonna go with Choate. It's Choate. 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 <laughs> Choate. I don't know. I almost said Jeff Choate. Okay. Jesus I had to stop myself. I'm sure you one. wouldn't be the first. I had to stop myself. Okay. Jeff Incoate. If if your last name is Choate, you definitely have begot, gone by Jeff Choate at some point in your life. There's right? yeah. Middle school probably. Yeah, absolutely. Yep. Oh god, that's like one of the names you do not want to carry through middle school and high school. Oh god. So, what is Kurt Signetti already doing at Indiana? <laughs> so Kurt Signetti was it was basically interviewed by Nicole Arbach, uh, Jerry Donardo, and, and Dan uh, Razvine on the Big Ten Network. And he, he basically, he's interviewed while the Big Ten Championship is, is in Indianapolis. And he basically called his shot that Indiana, why not come back here next year? Indiana's going to be here next year. For the, I'm like, okay, go ahead. Go right ahead, Kirk Signetti. Do your thing. Um, he's also... He's also cutting promos at Indiana basketball games. He's like yelling at everybody in Indiana basketball. And he's like doing these wrestler promos. And then the fun part is when the biggest year he got was when he just went, Purdue sucks. <laughs> and Playing the hits. Thank you, Indiana. The hits. And then he was like, Michigan sucks and Ohio State sucks. And they were just like, they, they, the cheers weren't necessarily as loud. For those two, because they're like, no, they're they're actually kind of good. <laughs> the best thing about that for me, though, is, and I'm sure Beth will speak on this slightly more in a moment, but Kurt Signetti is from Western Pennsylvania, and he mm-hmm. has the Yinzerius ass accent, mm-hmm. and he's just like, Ohio State sucks, and like nobody hits the word <laughs> Ohio like a Yinzer. Like yep. it's uh, it's uh, so Ohio? beautiful. Ohio. 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 So it's it's A H I A I A. Yes. Yeah. Ohio. Yes. Ohio. Ohio State. Ohio State. Get that. It has to be real flat. I A. They. It's. God damn. I so badly want to know if he's gonna like sneak IUP gear in Indiana. Please God. That was close to the same shade of red. It is. Mm-hmm. That was my fun nugget. So I thought it was so funny because I was like Kurt Signetti because he had been talked about for the Duke co- like hire um, because he has been just very much concentrated in in more that Atlantic region. I guess I'm I'm a true Southerner and that I don't know how other regions work. But uh, you know, I went and I looked up and I was like, oh wait, he was at Indiana before. No, his first head coaching <laughs> job was Indiana University of Pennsylvania. <laughs> delightful how fun is that <laughs> this is a coming home i mean be- yeah beth let's let's t- let's talk about this beth as a as an alumna 
I mean, not for another two weeks, but yeah. Yeah, close enough. <laughs> Uh, yeah, as a as a as a don't don't a call her alumna. As opposed to a no, former no. student, don't call her that. She's a booster. Yes, as a as <laughs> as a bag man, a bag person, a bag lady. <laughs> Wait, no, that, that has contact. That has contact. <laughs> Noted bag lady Beth. <laughs> Noted bag lady Beth. Bagpipe lady Beth. Yes, that definitely. Um, yeah, I. I'm, well, the Signetti name is, of course, legendary at IUP. We, you know, we've got we got fields named after Frank Signetti. We have Kurt Signetti, who spent some time there. Like it's, you know, it's 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 a big deal. Um, Wait, is and so is Kurt a nepo baby? Like, can we can we fold him under this at IUP? Yeah, almost certainly. There we go. Uh, t- to clarify, also Frank Signetti, meaning the first one, not the one who just got canned from Pitt. No. Although I don't know if that one ever coached at IUP, even for a short amount of time. It's very possible. Went, Almost all of them college. are from Indiana. Uh, he did coach there. Yeah. He wasn't head coach, but he did. He was like wide receivers coach back in the 90s. I- IUP gets their coaches from the Signetti family. That's where they come from. Go Crimson Hawks? Yeah, Crimson Hawks. And of course, the Indiana University of Pennsylvania, their big rival, of course, is the California University. Or is it? No, sorry. No, it's Slippery Rock. Damn it. It is slippery. <laughs> it's, not Cal- it's not California or Cal Penn or whatever we're calling it nowadays. No, although they do also greatly dislike the Vulcans of Cal. Wait, they've changed. They've changed California University of Pennsylvania's name. No, Cal U is still Cal U. They are not one of the ones that's becoming part of Penn West. Correct? I no, I know. They I, got no, rolled they, into they Penn West. They're Penn oh. West, California now. Gross. Which again is oh god, I fucking hate your state. Um, someday, someday <laughs> Beth and I will do a side episode about the Pashi. Yeah, no, please do. Uh, before we go on to talk about the actual games, let's let's talk about our what we have going on this week. First off, our last final poll is going to be running through Tuesday night. So if you're listening to this on Tuesday and you have not voted yet, stay in line. Your vote matters. That's right. Stay in line. You have to pick ten teams or ten things or ten whatevers. Yeah. Sickos committee final poll. We'll tally them up for Tuesday. We'll let you know what comes out. But this one's important because this one is always based on our charity drive. Whoever wins, we contact a food pantry. Did I say that right? Thank you. A food pantry in the area, and we will do a fundraiser for them. And last year, we did over $5,000 for one of the food pantries in Iowa City. It was great. And we're excited to do even more this year. So, And Commission, I think, has some fun swag for... People who donate above a certain threshold to be decided. Yeah, so there's going to be, we have a couple of different things. We have some stickers, we have some koozies, we have some magnets that we're going to give away based off of your donation to the the food pantry for the food drive. So if you hit a certain threshold, depending on who wins it, I'm going to set the threshold at something different. So depending on who wins it, there could be a threshold of, of, let's just say for Iowa, could be a threshold of the Ference line. Uh, there could be a threshold for, like, you know, the the Matt Rule line. Uh, there could be a threshold for, for many other different things, uh, possibly right now. Based off of early results, uh, there's a couple of other ones. I mean, there could be, you know, uh, a Brent Key line. I have no idea what that would be. Maybe a Key Lime Pie. I have no idea. But there are some early results right now that have definitely... We've seen a few different teams in in contention 
for the committee national championship. Uh, but I will set a line uh, off of that based whoever wins. Uh, maybe a Tory Taylor punt line. Who uh, who knows? Do you know that Pro Kick Australia follows us now? The Australian uh, Punting Academy? Are, are you, of course they do. Hell, they perfect. follow us now. Hell yeah. Pro Kick. Pro Kick hey, you Australia. Australia. You go to Australia this summer? Dude, talk sure. dude, Pro Let's Kick go. Australia. Who's summer? Our summer? Our, Our summer. Oh, oh they're winter, winter, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think it's still pretty nice in most just, of Australia. Oh, yeah, it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. I mean, teach me how to punt. I still have some eligibility left, I think. I didn't use it all yeah, in, in mean, a mural. Isn't there like a 38-year-old Aussie punter somewhere? Yeah. They're, all, mean, like, they're, they're all like 38 and have worked in a paper mill at some point. No, oh, God, the paper mill. ULM. Tie it back in. We also have our Discord for $5 a month. Come join us and chat with us on game days. It's been a lot of fun this season. The folks in there have been absolutely great, adding to what we've been doing. Thank you so much. And they, so if you want to come chat with us more, come join us for $5 a month. They, they rock. Like any of the patrons that have joined mm-hmm. and have been uh, you know, participants in the chat, they, they're, they're awesome. Um, I don't want to name them right now because they're going to get mad if I leave somebody out. But really, we've probably named them on a couple of different podcast episodes. They are amazing committee members. And and coming into the Discord, they have added so much to the committee this year. I'm glad we were able to do this because it has just been phenomenal. I cannot wait to see what weird things we get into in the offseason because there's not yeah. going to be any games. So now our minds are going to be free to, to roam for the weirdest stuff that is going to happen in the off season. So I am so hyped for that. Yeah. Bad news, friends. I have ideas. <laughs> yep. Oh my God. I cannot wait. Shout out to everybody in the, the Patreon doing the, you know, the, the nearest to the restaurant uh, stadium things. They're, they're doing so many different other things. They're amazing. Come join and be a part of it. Because again, we're, we're, it's about a committee. We are a, a committee. It's not just us here. It's everybody involved in the Discord, and and you and you get to talk to the world famous Beth, the one Beth that everyone wants to that everyone wants to know and listen to. Jordan, why the world famous <laughs> Beth? You can you can tag the commish in a tweet that we've probably already tweeted, but you know again you can tag us in things uh, and and just see what's going on. But I mean, if you tag us in something, just make sure we hadn't tweeted it like three hours ago or so. Or like uh, wait, twenty wait minutes t- ago. Wait till I get those. Wait till I get those Beth State shirts out, gear. Beth oh, State. Oh hey, we already got the foam finger for Beth. The Go uh, Beth foam Beth finger. That's, That's true. Right. It is canonical that the Go Beth foam Go finger Beth exists. Foam. I don't think they sell it on our store yet, but maybe. We, we no, also it's, ha- mine. Have- it, it's it's hiding behind my couch right now. We also <laughs> do have our merch store, sicklescommittee.org. We got tons of stuff there. I just added a few new things, some pens as well. So go check that out. Shout out to Message Board Geniuses Podcast. Good God. They've been having a great time lately. Oh, God. We have a YouTube oh channel. Oh, my God. Follow the, it. I, just I just thought about what Florida the FSU State. message oh board must look like. Board. Yep. Florida State. Holy crap. Message board geniuses. You should also follow our Instagram, too, uh, yes. because we're starting to post more Instagram-y content on there. We're figuring that out like a, but like like two white dudes in their like late 30s, early 40s only can figure out. I mean, out like we're not Instagram. like posting. I mean, is there any way to post like a sicko's thirst trap? Yeah, yeah there is. <laughs> I'll figure it out. Hell yeah. Say, baby. Hell yeah. Say, oh my God, look at that Iowa punt. Uh huh. <laughs> I I think our thirst traps are just like 
a really salty food or something that like makes people mm. physically exactly. thirsty. The, these pretzels are making me thirsty. Or was it the Sunbelt Championship that had the $2 Natty Light? It was Sunbelt. Yes, Sun it was. Belt. It was Sun Troy. Yeah. for the people. Our, our, our thirst trap will be whip shots once I figure out how to get them in Pennsylvania. <laughs> uh, the, the best part, uh, Arthur has been posting things in the Discord that include, is whip shots kosher? Yes. And my favorite one, does whip shots need to be refrigerated? No, nope, don't do it. We know you're tempted to, but whip shots does not and should not be refrigerated. I am very, like, I am... I, no. want to, I want to know what's wrong with it. Uh, there's probably I mean, a physics reason for that with the alcohol oh, and milk. Solidic- it says apparently because they might solidify. Mm. If that happens, here's the steps. Slap it, shake it, and whip it. So it's a bop it, but how should you whip inside it? it? Whip it good? Whip it good. Hey. Now I'm having flashbacks to seventh grade where the seniors would only play whip it on the jukebox in our cafeteria. Every y'all had a juke. Every oh look, man, I went to Whip a it had school. just come out at the time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, seriously, I was a seventh grader in the mid nineties, uh, or I'm sorry, early nineties. But uh, <laughs> I was a seventh grader in the mid nineties. No, so. no, 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 look. You do not want to know how no, old Catherine and I were no, in the mid nineties. Were we born? Was, were we born okay. yet? I was born in nineteen ninety five. So no, definition. They were not alive. Neither of you were not alive at this time. This is happening. This is probably ninety four. Uh, I will say this is before your time. I don't know why we had a jukebox in the cafeteria of my idea. of my all boys Catholic school. So. So, Pit Girl, there used to be these very large things, and you put a quarter into them, and then you pushed a button, and it played a song for you. Or Pizza Hut. The, the Pizza well, Hut that we, yes, the Pizza Hut that I grew up going to had a jukebox. Yeah. I look. I don't know why the seniors would play this song every single day, but every single day they would play Devo's "Whip It," and I have no idea why this occurred till this day. No idea why this occurred, but I can only associate that song. With that happening, I really hope it's an inside joke against one of the seniors that uh, I'm sorry, one of the teachers that taught the seniors. I have no idea why this occurred, but crack that whip. We also have a Substack, and of course, <laughs> Homefield Apparel. Use offer code yes, ha 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 yes. That's three ha's for fifteen percent off your first order. Also coming up are the twelve days of Homefield, where we're going to have fun Homefield things every day, including. Well, I don't know. Can I say what the days are or no? No, I can't. I, can say I think the days are a secret. The days so are a secret. Never mind. There's the twelve days of Homefield. So let's let's see. What we have we have some information here. So right now it's the new collections for the CFP teams. There will be uh, a random staff pick sale that probably already occurred by the time you listen to this, and then the day that this podcast drops, there will be mystery teas. There's going to be mystery teas that are good. coming out. I love this because you just get mm-hmm. a mystery tea and it's, it's, it's probably like, I mean, like you're, you're looking at almost half off of the normal price and you get a mystery tea. I'm currently wearing a home field mystery tea. Uh, yeah. I love this. Shirt. It is. It, you get, they have over 180 schools and you just pay for this mystery tea. It's like maybe 20 bucks plus shipping. And then you get this mystery tee and you get a random, like the Toledo Rockets shirt that I have is a mystery tee. There's like so many different mystery tees that I have, uh, which is amazing. And then there's more coming and we're going to promote it. 
Uh, there's going to be some more sales. There, it's the 12 days of home field. Uh, so on the on the, the fifth day, I, I got a mystery tea. So let's talk about some games. Uh, I don't feel like we need to run down every single conference title game, but if you find one that's on your heart, definitely speak on it. I do want to give New Mexico State a huge shout out. They gave Liberty some hell. And yeah. Diego Pavia goes down with an arm injury. He looked, it wasn't too bad. They had to bring out a dude that I had, like, I was like having to look up because I did not know who this person was. His name was Blaze. 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 His name was Blaze. And he was from Cushing, Oklahoma, which we searched the Cush. He is 420 personified and true freshman and absolutely was just playing like his hair was on fire. Blaze was, Berlowitz. There we go. Blaze Berlowitz. That's right. Which is a great look, name. Look, so apparently we knew Diego was banged up. The the past like a couple of weeks that Diego Pavia was banged up. We knew he was banged up. And apparently it's a shoulder injury that he was trying to play through, and it's his throwing shoulder. Uh his last throw that he had in the regular season or the conference title game, he threw a 75-yard touchdown pass. Yeah, he did. <laughs> and that was it. He just it was like he was done. Berlowitz came in, threw a touchdown, tied the game up at 35-35. But I mean, you got a freshman quarterback coming in trying to win a title game in a hostile environment look new mexico state won 10 games this year i can't 10 i can't believe that games 10 games the aggies won 10 games uh they didn't win this one unfortunately but seriously if diego didn't go down i i kind of think they may have went shot for shot in this case i i, I feel like they could have kept their defense a little bit more rested this could have been a game that maybe came down to like a field goal or maybe went to OT. I kind of feel like it could have happened, uh, but we will never know. Uh, so really, shout out to the Aggies because nobody really expected them to be here. Nobody expected them to be in a bowl game, but they expected them to win 10, 10 games this year. Uh, we had hoped that they did, but shout out to America's team, the New Mexico State Aggies. I watched all but like the last five minutes of this game, and it was a banger. Just it was straight banger, was, including with with Berlowitz, he, as as Commissioner or Jordan said, he was playing with his hair on fire. I mean, great game. I mean, they were trying to fight fire with fire. Mm-hmm. Indeed, and they get to play in a really fucking fun bowl game. They have never played the New Mexico Bowl before. No, no, they, they get to. No, every and time they go to the bowl, they like send them far, far, far away. And, and they get to play Fresno State, which ought to be a really good bowl game. Ooh. Yeah, that, that game looks like it'll be really fun. Like, I'm really excited for that game. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's going to be a good one. And that's um, like, what, like three, and a, like three and a half hours from Las Cruces? Uh, yeah, it's it's close. Ooh, it's, oh, it's, it's, West, it's Western close. Dude. That's definitely a game I would have enjoyed going to. But as it turns out, New Mexico is far. For, Imagine for you, that. I kind of... Uh, it's like 11 do for it. me and I'm 11 hours do and I'm like, once again, I realized I'm half, you could get red chilies and green chilies. But, uh, my wife has said, if I go to New Mexico again, I have to take her because she's mad that she didn't get the red and green chilies. So, um, that's fair. Maybe I she's can got take a her. point. Maybe I can take on, her. I don't know. I'll try. Then on Friday night, guys, I, I, I don't have a lot to say except Oregon, Washington was a banger. Like part two was great. It was as much fun as the first time. We got to see Can all I... the all the all the mascots like love each other. It was wonderful. Go Do ahead, it, Catherine. Catherine. You, you talk about the mainstream yes. stuff here. 
Yeah, no, that's, again, and I am a sicko. I really do. All football is good football, y'all, but this is just something I'm paid to cover. So, um, I want to shout out Dylan Johnson, who should have been the MVP of this game, but because we live in a society that overvalues the quarterback, uh, he was not. But Dylan Johnson, 152 yards, unbelievable performance, ran like he was absolutely furious um and it was really fun to watch uh oregon just was on the back foot um you know one could say they were playing with webbed feet uh for quite a bit of the game uh bo Nix did come (laughs) back after a very poor first half to do everything he could and may i just shout out bo Nix? his interview after the first washington loss made me have so much respect for him his interview after the second loss to washington It's just really worth, if you want to think about college football in the least cynical way possible, then I highly encourage you to find Bo Nix's interview after the Washington game, listen to it, and think about everything that this kid went through being the scion of, you know, Pat Nix's kid at Auburn, leaving Auburn, COVID, the transfer portal, NIL, all of these things that are changing and we're watching from outside, he was experiencing, and it's just worth watching. So just to shout out that. I mean, I, I hope he gets a chance to enjoy the New Year's Six Bowl because I think this is, I mean, I don't know what bowl Oregon played in last year uh, off the top of my head. I don't remember. But I hope he enjoys like like a prestige bowl like the Fiesta Bowl. I hope he enjoys it. And he, there's indications that he's going to play. I hope he enjoys it. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, it's college. I mean, who knows what the NFL will bring. But, you know, again, I, I definitely hope he enjoys it. Yeah, I, I saw that he's going to play. Um, and I must say that I hope he and the Ducks turn into a grease spot. Absolutely. Yep. I like this one, guys. If 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 the first quarter goes differently, this game is different. Because Washington wins 34-31. In the first quarter, Oregon could not have played worse. They had nine yards in the first mm-hmm. quarter. Mm-hmm. So Washington's 117. Washington goes up 10-0. And if if that doesn't happen, I think Oregon, I mean, they came within three anyways. But that first quarter yeah. put them so far behind schedule. So far behind. Arthur, you had some feelings about this, I believe. Yeah, I mean, this is the third game in a row that Oregon has lost by three points to Washington. Oregon was favored coming into this game by like nine points. That, that was weird. Felt so weird. To me, you know, I don't think these teams are, at least when they're functioning and operational, are ever going to play a game that's more than one possession. But I feel like I, I was just thinking, like, Oregon is, in my mind, over like the last 15 years, the team that has had the most, like, times they've been a championship contender or like a college football playoff or like BCS contender without like actually winning. Because like, I feel like there are a lot of the teams that we have are kind of repeaters, right? Like Alabama, obviously like Georgia, like those teams, when you think back to like when it was Clemson, but like even a lot of the teams, if we go back like 15 years, right? Like Auburn was, is in there, right? Like LSU's gotten in there. Ohio state's gotten in there. Like in terms of consistently being, you know, ranked in the top 10, top five, like 
I kind of feel like, yeah, Oregon might be the team that has, I mean, especially when you look at like the players they've put in the NFL, especially at the quarterback position, like is Oregon the, the best team over like the past 15 years that hasn't won a title, like in aggregate. So are you saying that they're falling ducking short or maybe they're Oregoning? They're not all they're quacked up yeah, to no, be, unfortunately. There we go. There we go. That's, <laughs> it. That's it. That's why we bring guests on. Shout, out, shout out to Louisiana. Yeah, I. What were you going to say, know, girl? Arthur, like, uh, no, I, I think there's a good argument for that. I mean, the, the other team that comes to mind is having like several or, you know, like enough playoff appearances, but not having one yet is Washington. Um, so I, I guess we'll see. I think this is, this is Washington's only second, right? It's a third or so. But they were, they were like the fourth one. spot for like a year or two. They only have yeah. one with like Jake Browning and all of them, right? Yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. they also Oregon. lost the 2010 national championship. So yeah, I feel that. like there's the Michael Dyer was not down. Michael he, Dyer. Was not, he was well, not Oregon specifically. The, the thing about Oregon to me is that like, they they you're right they haven't made that many playoff appearances it feels like every year though there's a point in the season where like they would be like like there was a i think it was like like what was it two years ago or so that they beat ohio state early in the season and like they've had so many of these years and whether it's like oh then they lost a fluky game in like arizona or or, i mean like what was it dennis dixon with like the horrible injury yeah yeah like like, i mean are the ducks cursed are you trying to say that is they're, there like, they're, is there they're a snake curse? bit? They're kind of snake bit. The ducks like. are bit by snakes. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah, I I do think that it's just unfortunate because they have they're in such a unique situation because they're not necessarily in they're in a real they're in a, a true college town, right? Eugene is a college town. Um, they have the resources because of Nike being right there, and it's not all Phil Knight do- donating, but it is the benefit of having facilities that you know are essentially co-sponsored by Nike. The biggest problem is that they just haven't been able to retain a coach, I think. It it feels as though the, you need someone to really commit to the build because you're very rarely are you going to have a flash in the pan team. It happens. It happened for Auburn. It happened for LSU. But normally you have to actually build something. And so I think the question for this iteration of the Ducks is, is Dan Lanning going to stay? Is he going to put down roots or is he going to come back to the SEC one day? Um, personally, I hope that they do build something because I think the Oregon fan base seems fantastic. Anytime college game day is in Eugene, it oh, is so worth watching so because they're so fired up. So great. Oh, I, and they have a baseball team now. Look, I, I when you said they, they need to fit the bill, uh, I thought of the duck bill. Oh, but yes, very good. But yes, uh, really. It's it's something that we need in college football. We need these West Coast points. We need them. I know they're not in the Pac-12 technically anymore. They're still Pac-12 to me. But we need these West Coast points. We need Washington. We need mm-hmm. Oregon. We need USC. We need UCLA. Hell, we need Cal. We need Stanford. We need all of these West Coast points to like maintain – High levels of college football, whatever you say for Cal, I don't care. They're going to Shreveport, baby. That is the yeah, pinnacle. they are. That is the pinnacle. That is the pinnacle of the Sickos Committee, right there. We're going to Shreveport, Cal and baby. Texas Tech playing in Shreveport. It is 
fucking amazing. I I love it. I love that shit so much. Okay. I'm like, I, I, I want to drive there personally. Okay, so so I I haven't told the, I haven't told the podcast yet, but here's my plan for December twenty for December sixteenth. I am doing uh, Santa breakfast with my family at nine thirty a.m. At noon, I have the D two title game in my hometown, and then I'm going to drive to Shreveport. <laughs> I'm going to get my the car. Spiritual it's, home. It's three and a half hours. It is, okay. the spiritual and I can home. make it. I can make it in time for kick. I I okay. have a I have oh. a six and a half hour drive. I think. Yeah, you're long. And I'm no, I'm uh, like I'm debating this and taking my six year old son. Like I I'm like totally in debate mode, like pacing, trying to get figure in the car. Out. We're going to Shreveport, kid. We're, like, <laughs> let's get in the Volvo. We're going <laughs> hell no, ho. We're going get to Shreveport. Get in loser. We're going to Shreveport. Get in loser. We're going to fucking <laughs> Bozier. All right. <laughs> let's go to Boomtown, baby. But I mean, like, seriously, oh my God. But no, we need those points on the West Coast. We need those points. We need the big sky. We need the Pac-12. We need the Pac-2, whatever you want to call it. I don't care if it's like sliced off in another conference to try to just get P5, which I mean, it doesn't fucking matter whatever the committee selects or whatever. Uh, just we need like good teams on the West Coast that you respect, that you stay up late to watch. And this was one of these games, no matter what time this game started, you were going to stay up late to watch. I will note that this turf was shit. Mm-hmm. This <laughs> turf sucked. Uh, I don't know how the Raiders play on it. Um, they don't. They don't. They don't, right? That's right. No, they, don't. They, don't. they don't. They play, play on, on actual grass. And yeah. they swap this in for UNLV and everyone else. Yeah. So they get the shit grass for college football. Thank you so much. Uh, they need to spend more at the Luxor to get more points to get the good grass in Allegiant Stadium, the Roomba, uh, to get the good stuff for the for the Pac-12 championship. On Saturday, we had a we had some interesting moments in that. The first one I'll say I have very little to say is that Texas did the thing. I'm just happy they did. Like that just makes me happy because this is a game that they would have like just absolutely tripped on at some point in the the, future, the past and they did not signs are pointing to texas back oh i texas after the kansas state game which i know was late in the season but still worth noting that was the point in which i was like oh okay texas is actually going to do this and they have and kudos to them i, I i'm torn here because as a as a nominal texas fan part of me was like already ready in my mind being like, they're not going to get in the playoffs and that's fine. They're going to win a New York six bowl and they're going to win it. And it's going to be a great end of the season. Like check Mark, like the year they beat Georgia in the sugar bowl, check Mark felt great. Loved it. Wonderful season. But now there's playoff expectations and now it's, it's like, Oh, we might, you know, Oh God, it's, it's wrapped up in other shit. I was, I was Man. mentally ready for like, Hey, guess what? Going to the Fiesta bowl, baby. Guess what? You better remember the Alamo bowl because that's what happened last year. I just want to shout out to Vondre Sweat because him catching oh, yes. that pass was Dude. amazing. Yes. yes. I, we love a thick six. I got to vote for like these weird like linemen and like kickers awards because I joined the Football Riders oh, Association. Uh, is it the Outland? Is what it is? Mm-hmm. Uh, the Outland's the interior def- uh, the out- interior line. Yeah, yes. yeah. So uh, to Vondre, I already had my vote. Uh, if I could vote again, he would get it again. Just, yes, just for that so catch... And then the Heisman pose. Beautiful. So good. Amazing. I did want to note that Mike Gundy's hair 
was amazing. Yeah. Mike Gundy's like mullet was back, baby. Kind of like Texas. But Mike Gundy's hair was phenomenal. It was great. He was yelling about a pass interference call that didn't happen. And the mullet was just flowing in Jerry world. It was, it was beautiful. It almost looked like a Jerry Carroll. We did have two of our folks at the Mac title game where Miami beat Toledo 23, 14, avenging their loss from earlier in the season. I do have some notes from them. Best part was that our, our young junior reporters met the man, the legend, Alec Bevelheimer. What more do you want? I mean, dude, you could meet a punter by the name of Bevelheimer, and that's what we do is we bevel images on the timeline. Just, I mean, amazing. And apparently he follows us. So shout out Alec Bevelheimer. Uh, You know, again, we get like a hive of of punters that follow us, along with Pro pro Kick Australia. What the hell, man? We love it. It's a part Uh, of the game that is underappreciated. And we understand what it means because sometimes, hey, you're going to go three and out. And your punter's going to boom a 56-yarder to drop the Rockets down inside the 10-yard line. And just, again, Miami's working with a backup QB. Like, their starting QB broke his leg against Toledo. Mm -hmm. So it's kind of like revenge for the injury that they caused to their QB. This is almost like a John Wick moment for the Red Hawks. Uh, I will read our notes from Joey and Chicken Sedan. Uh, at one point, I think Toledo scored, missed the PAT, penalty on Ohio, went for it, and got it. Yep, halftime score was 10 to 8. Uh, and then there were penalties on like two of the threes of the plays before that TDE, two, uh, two other on Toledo. TDs got called back right before they scored. The PAT was just on a bad snap, but offsides negated. That one touchdown, like touchdown and extra point moment, took like 20 plays. Toledo got into the end zone like two times before it counted. It was that whole day felt like that's what Toledo was like fighting against. This on the second TD Toledo scored. They got a penalty on the, the two point attempt for five in the backfield and then missed the kick. And the post game coach Candle mentioned that they chose the left hash for the two pointer and ended up having to kick from there, missing wide left. Overall impressions: Miami won with the stifling D and dominating every special teams category, including a great run back on a punt return. Toledo felt capable of home runs, but DeQuan Fenn could never get a clean look. Yep, that's it. Uh, also game that went on, Boise State, with their interim head coach, now permanent, 44, UNLV 20. Boise just held them down. Yeah. It was it was not even, like, never in question on this one. It was like... Boise the, looked like... Boise looked great. It was this the Boise that was promised this year actually <laughs> finally arrived. Like, the, the proof of concept of what they wanted to do. Like, I mean, it, seriously, like, UNLV was, like, floating this entire year yeah they lost to san jose state the computers allowed unlv in this title game they had essentially home field advantage here in the rumor but like boise was just like i it felt like i i know you're giving the texas is back but it kind of felt like boise was back here mm-hmm. uh, pick girl like- i got i got a fun bowl game for you for this one yeah unlv in kansas Ooh. Right? This is Ooh, at, at the Guaranteed Rate Bowl, which is one of the Arizona ones, I believe. Yes. 
I think so. Or, or is that That's the Birmingham nice. one? Guaranteed Raid Bowl, I think, is a baseball field where the Diamondbacks, the World yes, Series. Yes, it's a chase field. Wait, yeah. wait, no, no, no. The World Series champions. No, they, the National League champions. Yeah, careful there. Careful there, buddy. Careful there. Who are the American League champions? I forgot. The Rangers? Okay. Oh, I'm sorry. Oh I forgot about that. Uh, then, of I'm course. I'm a Pirates fan. I don't play, pay, play attention to baseball. Yeah, yeah. what's the cover? World Series? Where... Well, I was about to say, yeah. World Series. I was going to say, yeah. 1979, baby. We are family. I am not that old. We are, in fact, family. I am not that old, by the way. I was not alive when that happened. Uh, in the American title game, Tulane officially fucked around and found out. This mm-hmm. Tul- Tulane scores off a like SMU gets the ball first turnover two and scores immediately yeah this feels great this is gonna roll and then nothing yeah just two lanes i watched this entire game again except for like the last five minutes right Tulane's defense was doing like hero shit yeah this whole game to keep them in the game yeah and the offense just couldn't three and do out. three and out. three and out. Uh, three no. inter- like three interceptions for the Tulane defense. I feel like oh. I feel like like Tulane's offensive line was a mass unit. There was nobody there, which is yeah. like again, you're in the G five, you're not going to have offensive line depth, and Tulane was banged up at one point in the season. They're they're down to their fourth string wide receiver. Yep. Uh, they got some of them back, but like they could not mm-hmm. keep. Pratt upright and Pratt is not a hundred percent either. And, and I'm not taking away anything from SMU. No, they, no, not they, at all. They, yeah. they put it on Tulane and like, this is kind of like the American rivalry. And since SMU is now going to the ACC, but like these teams, when they play each other, it, it was like 15 to 14. This is a rivalry game. They hate each other. It's new Orleans to Dallas. It's nine hours away. It is like a straight shot, essentially on interstates, and like like SMU. Shout out SMU, first uh, first conference title since what nineteen eighty four, since after the death penalty, since Georgia Orwell. Yeah. Uh, did you guys see the uniform reveal for SMU? No. Uh, I'm dropping it in the chat. The, the beignets, baby. <laughs> oh wait, no, yeah, I did see that. Yeah, but I remember with now. White powder. Just is, white powder everywhere. That's right. Yeah. It, oh wow! I always thought that was more of a Miami thing. No, that was no, 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 no. SMU is so Cofield. Yeah, it's the best. It's one of SMU's players blowing the powder sugar off a beignet and just a cloud of white powder. Oh, it's so good. But it is funny because SMU and Tulane are, you know, essentially the same school. So a rivalry had to exist between the two. Yeah, yeah, both small private schools. Small private schools and kind of like big same, southern same cities. Same clientele, yeah, I mean, if you would. Same clientele, yes. I mean, trying to... I'm looking at, like, the first picture that you dropped in the chat. It kind of does look like Cafe Dumont because there is, like, the archway behind him. And so it could be Cafe Dumont. I'm not 100% sure. Um, if you're playing at Yulman, you probably... The tables, the tables you probably the, wind up at Morning Call right. a little bit better. Uh, yeah. Morning Call is has mm. probably got better beignets than Cafe Dumont. Um, yeah, coffee. Yeah, just worth noting, with Cafe Dumont is one of. Yeah, Cafe Dumont is one of the rare tourist traps, though, where like the food is actually pretty pretty good. Like, no, no, no it's a like a tourist trap Dumont. that is that is like legit. It is like a tourist trap yeah. that is absolutely. And again, if you go to Cafe Dumont, um, again, we're not like like tourists, whatever. If you go there, it is worth it. 
It is worth going there. The coffee is amazing. Uh, bring cash. They don't take credit. Uh, and Jackson Square is right there. But it kind of seemed yeah. like the 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 photo shoot could have been at Morning Call in City Park, but I'm not 100% sure. There you go. Uh, I don't think we need to talk about the SEC title game besides saying Alabama 27, Georgia 24. And I felt like it was out of Georgia's hands for most of the game. Like mm-hmm. I hadn't seen they Georgia had- be put back on their their heels for that. Go ahead, Catherine. You're the one that watched yeah. this. Do it, the do it Catherine. You are the SEC honk on this podcast. <laughs> no, no. I'm gonna keep it. I'm gonna keep it real short, real sweet. Uh, Georgia had one amazing drive, and I was like, oh man, no one does this to Alabama's defense. And then Alabama's defense was like, hey, no one does this to us. Uh, and then they stopped it, and then they just kept knocking Georgia players out as happens and uh yeah alabama won we're done yeah and no alcohol for the plebs at mercedes-benz that's this is evidently like an obscure sec conference rule too which is dumb but also spiritually correct because i had a very nice very reasonably priced because it was at mercedes-benz craft beer when i was there for the 2021 peach bowl it was like six dollars it was great no, the concessions in in Mercedes Benz, uh, at, at the stadium in Atlanta, are very reasonably priced. Like, like everything is reasonably priced there. Um, it, they do that on purpose, mm-hmm. which is is strange. Yeah, but yeah, I, I don't know. I didn't really watch too much of this game because I didn't really. It doesn't really interest me. I'm like, okay, whatever, whatever happens here. I'm like, Georgia's going. You know, I mean, they they found a way for Alabama to get in. There's a Chick Fil A there. If you want me to give actual breakdown, I can. But no, like, we don't. No, need to. We're not. good. We're good. I don't yeah, care. Yeah, that's what I it's figured, like, guys. Yeah, they're in the playoff. It's just like, I mean, you do that on the uh, your vertical, right? They yeah, no, I mean, like that. They want to. I, right? I live blog. Yeah, hey, hey, subscribe to the Athletic. You know, look, there you go. we Come have on, very it, good national it, writers. For the Plug for it, the girl. biggest games, we do live blogs. Um, you know, folks like Nicole Arabat, Chris Vanini. If you like it, if you like the G five, go to the Athletic just for Chris Vanini's breakdowns. Um, yep. Yeah, Chris no, I, and that. and so he's very good at it. Um, but yeah, so I I watched this game. I could say more on it. I will note that I distinctly recall having a Miller Light when I went to the SC Championship game in 2019. Just saying. Miller Ooh. Light. Ooh. You were you were you because you, you weren't down with the plebs. You were up with the with the with the elite money. No. I, I assume. No, no, <laughs> certainly not. Tastes I am great, salt of the earth. Filling. Excuse that's me. What what? They, that's what they all say. They're salt of the earth, and then uh, up there drinking your Miller Light with your pinky out, looking down upon everyone uh, else. I mean, I don't think Catherine's no. from like like the the uppity section of Louisiana. I don't think so. I don't think so. Wait, wait. We're, all, we're all going to Brins, baby. We're going the where? My grandfather was a waiter at Brennan's at one point. Brennan, okay. Um, We're going the Brennan. yeah. So he he knows how to make a bananas foster, but right. yeah, Let's no. Um, suffice to say, no. I maybe I just got an illicit Miller Light. Who's to say? Carry on. An illicit Miller Light. I love well, it. Do crimes for for two dollars though? <laughs> you could get beers at App State Twenty Three Troy Forty Nine. Oh my God. Woohoo! Uh, John this Summerall needs a, need, his big get coaches were not not doing enough because he was had his whole ass on the field screaming at people the entire game. Look, no man, this game was like intense. Yes, and it was intense, right? 
So this game was like veins popping out of people's foreheads. It was like 21 17. And, and he just like loses his shit in the third quarter, just going insane, like veins popping out of his neck, like just, just going nuts. He's doing the face mask. Like you missed the face mask on my quarterback, Gunnar Watson. And you, and he's just going insane. And it's like another, uh, it, I don't even think in the G5 you have an official get back coach. It was kind of like, you know, maybe like a defense. Everyone's reaching out trying to grab him. Yeah. There was, it was a, was a couple, but like, coach. but like a straight, like somebody tried to grab him. He went nuts. And then as soon as he went insane after that and they missed the face mask, there was a face mask. It wasn't crazy egregious. It wasn't like, like, like rip the helmet off face mask. Like he touched his face mask. That's fine. Whatever. Uh, they went off. Troy went off. Kamani Vidal went went the hell off in the fourth quarter. Five touchdowns on the game. Twenty six carries, two hundred thirty three yards for Troy. Just my God, Troy just put it on App State. Like it was a game. It was twenty one seventeen going into the fourth, and then like Troy just just exploded. oh yeah, Troy just laid it on. They just like they were just like no. As soon as he went nuts on the sideline, like the team like responded. So Tulane, I recommend this. You want the angry wave? He brings the angry wave of energy. Florida and in the SWAC championship game, Florida AM 35, preview 14. This was rain delayed about four times in Tallahassee because Tallahassee nuts. had like sheets of rain and lightning coming through. It was nuts. Florida Florida AM advances to the celebration bowl for the first time in program history. Amazing. Yeah. No, that's, that's great for them. Um, you know, I, so I had, um, I, I was paying attention to this game and then it got like delayed and I had to go to the NCAA volleyball tournament, but I was very happy to see Florida A&M win because I did the Spotify wrapped thing. This, this, you know, the, mm-hmm. I, well, I do it every year. Right. But I like this past year, they had a thing where it tells you like, what location are you based on your music? And I got Tallahassee. Tallahassee. So I decided, I said, you know what? I'm going to, I'm going to go, you know, I'm going to go all in on rooting for Florida A&M. I'm going to go in on rooting for Florida state. And, and had a rough, had a rough, uh, one part of that listen, day went okay. Saturday from that perspective was, great. was, was great. And you know, that, that evening I was having a good time and, um, it, uh, it, it hasn't been a great day today, but yeah, you know, I get, Tallahassee and my Spotify wrapped and you know teams based in Tallahassee did go two for two and winning conference championships on Saturday. I, uh... Is UVM in Burlington? Yes. Oh hey. So my Spotify rap team also did something good and cool this weekend. Um to briefly derail the podcast. Uh derail. Vermont yeah, implying no we ever have rails. Uh, but Vermont's men's basketball team overcame a five-point deficit in 3.8 seconds to beat Yale mm-hmm. last night. And it was amazing. Go watch the clip on our basketball account. 10 out of 10. Go Catamounts. Yeah, I, I wanted to say one other thing, too. Uh, if you want to mention the Spotify wrapped, Arthur. Yeah, uh, apparently my weird Spotify taste. Um yeah, uh, I got Austin, Texas. So apparently, Texas is back, according to go. the commission. I uh, I got Fredericton, Canada, 
Anybody have any thoughts? We're talking about the CFL. This is a big CFL podcast. <clears throat> Fredericton, okay. Canada. Where is that at? What, what, so what, that what? is in, I believe, is it New Brunswick? So what artists gave yeah, you New Fredericton, Canada? Fredericton, Patsy Can- Klein, Dolly Parton, um, and I think Linda Ronstadt. Hmm. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Fredericton is the capital city of the Canadian province of New Brunswick. Okay. okay. Well, there you go. New Brunswick. That's like way yeah. out. There's no CFL team out there. No. No CFL. I, um, I... Yeah, I was trying to figure out if maybe like one of those teams from Shorezy, like the smaller Canadian hockey leagues, was up there. Maybe. Um, yeah, that's, that's all I got. But I figured, you know, shout out Fredericton. No, there's. A- I I just put their flag into the chat. Fredericton, because if, nice. if we know nothing else, we know we love some vexillology. There's a tree. Oh, that's a that's a real good seal on a bedsheet. That is definitely mm-hmm. good stuff right there. Um, at least it's not Newfoundland, where Jordan can talk trash about Newfoundland. The Newfies, he hates the Newfies. I don't know why he does. He just does it. Uh, but no, this is New Brunswick, uh, really close to Maine. So not too yes. far away from Maine. Uh, oh my gosh, is it Acadia? Am I just that Cajun? You, you may be. I mean, I don't. I don't know. It's very close to Maine. Wow. You are incredibly Cajun. My ancestral home. Your ancestral home, which is Canada, which is amazing. Yes. Uh, it's it, it, it is yes, it is Acadian. Let's freaking go. Let's go. That's it. We found it. <laughs> oh man, that's so exciting. I really am so fired up now. All right. Wikipedia. Fantastic. Wikipedia also informs me that there are no professional sports teams in Fredericton, but there are two universities with extensive athletic programs. Ooh. The UNB Reds play in Atlantic University Sports Conference of U Sports, and the St. Thomas Tommies play in the Athletic Collegiate uh, our Atlantic Collegiate Athletic Association Conference of the Canadian Collegiate Athletic Association the, the Tommies, for most sports. The Tommies were, were in the playoffs of the U Sports, I think, right? For the national title. I don't have no idea, but you, you're going to be we, – we need to get our uh, Canadian correspondent Joey up in here for, for more Canadian questions for that. Uh, yes. So moving on to the ACC title game, it was third stringer. Florida State. Brock Glenn. Brock Glenn versus the first trigger, Jack Plummer. Jack Plummer. Louisville. 16 to 6. Which I'm gonna be honest here as as the commissioner. I really didn't watch too much of this because Iowa was on. <laughs> you were the only person <laughs> I was who like, ever no, said that let, sentence. Let's go. I was on. I, I got to know what's going on. Iowa was on. Uh, so I didn't really watch well, the, too much of the ACC title game because, again, Iowa was on. There, There's, mm-hmm. like, uh, you know, a golf thing, an indoor golf thing. I had to monitor the situation to see when Iowa was mm-hmm. going to score. But I did not watch much of the ACC title game. When? Um, which, when was not the correct word to use when regarding uh, Iowa look, score. They had they if, got close. In fact, not they got close, but then they fumbled on the twenty nine. Which mm-hmm. that's some bullshit, Iowa. You got to hold on to the ball. You could have got a field goal. Well, then if if I'll take a moment then and just say, Braden Fisk, thank you for your contributions to college football. Uh, Jared Verse, thank you for turning down likely a first round draft pick slot to come back and play for Florida State. Uh, you deserved better. You played outstanding for two years coming from Albany, and thank you for your contribution to college football. Uh, Kalen Deloach, 
thank you. Florida State's defense played, when I say out of their minds, you cannot emphasize enough the just like, it it very much felt like, you know, the 9-6 LSU-Alabama game with fewer missed field goals, where I was just watching and I was like, oh, they are just not going to lose this game. Everybody in the college football committee room wanted them to lose that game. And they said, nah, fam, we're not going to do that. And then the Amazing committee stuff. decided that they basically did lose that game. Yeah, the committee was like, they, it seemed like the committee already had their mind made up uh, mm-hmm. in, like, yeah. looking at this one. Um, I mean, I, I hate that, too, for, for Florida uh, State. Like, sucks. obviously, like, it sucks in general that they are not in the, the college football, the college football invitational. But um, <laughs> they <laughs> they played so well defensively this game. And yes. I hate I hate that how well they played in this game. Is, it gets overshadowed. Because no, like it was, it was legitimately like every single play. I, it felt like by the time the ball was snapped, like they were already in the backfield. I mean, they were not giving an inch in terms of just domination. I mean, look at in the fourth quarter, right when it came down to crunch time. Look at like the plays that ran. I mean, you don't even have to like watch them. Just like look at the summaries. It you know. Louisville's quarterback uh, had no time to throw ever, constantly getting hit. Like, it was just, I mean, it, it was some of the best defense I've ever seen. This is sort of a half-formed thought, but I think there is something to be said also about there being different sets of expectations about what teams will or should look like. And... Florida State is expected to be flashy and have style points. And they did not do that last night. But, you know, if Michigan had won this game, had won their game in this fashion, we would all be talking about how great Michigan is. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But I, I mean, Florida State's not in the Big Ten. But we, as, we as, do, close, right? as close yeah. as you can I, get to a flashy defensive line, that, mm-hmm. that was Florida State. On Saturday night. Yep. Look, look, I, look, I have latent Miami Hurricane fan in me because my mama's from, you know, uh, Pembroke Pines. You know, it just grew up in, in Key West or highly of Florida. Like it, it sucks. Like I have to be empathetic with Florida State. I don't. I don't want to. Uh, we're probably gonna get Katie on the show. Uh, our Florida State. Let let her calm down for a bit before we no, have no, her. No, no, we're on. gonna get her on we'll Tuesday. Have Katie therapy hour. Katie later. therapy hour. We're gonna get her on Tuesday, and it'll come out Thursday. But we'll get her there. But but really, Florida State had more yards of offense than Michigan did against Iowa. Yep. Bullcorn. And of course, Michigan twenty six, Iowa zero. That was. I I was I I was hoping maybe Brian Ferentz like oh kachow check out the, the cards I've been holding under my sleeves wham oh fire oh there's no. tricks no, no man no 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 it was just more of the same look 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 there was one point there was a drive that like Iowa threw a pass and they gained seven yards and then they like ran the ball to get a first down and and then it was like ten yards and then it was like then it was like run run run. <laughs> like, dude, you just saw what happened. The pass did, right? You got seven yards on first down, and it put you in an advantageous second and three. And then you just ran the ball, and you got your three yards. Then you got a first down. Then you were like, run, run, run. They got like two yards. And then that was it. And they punted to their MVP, Tori Taylor. 
Shout out to the X-Golf in Cedar Rapids, who had a promotion offering free beer until Iowa scored or the game ended. Uh, we hope everybody survived, which I actually called them twice. <laughs> twice. But Spencer Hall of the uh, the Focus After Dark got through, and they said kegs were still rolling in. Um, I got, like, the, the phone cannot be answered at this time, so I was really worried. Because they were then, partying. No, but because I was worried, but then I saw Spencer's tweet that he got through. So I was like, oh, okay, I guess I was you just were afraid they got all 28 days later. Like, it was I, was, I was worried. Um, apparently, you had to buy the bay first, so you got to rent the bay, and there's, like, free beer or whatever. So I'm like, okay, that's fine. You rent the bay, you make the money back, probably on, like, some, you know, spinach and artichoke dip or whatever you eat in blooming onions while you're uh, trying to hit some indoor golf balls. Which I'm sure, after a little bit of time, you could not hit anything straight in an indoor golf bay. I'll post this video later, but I do want to shout out this guy. His name is Cohen Intriger, Intringer, number four uh, for Iowa. He's a red shirt freshman, red shirt DB. Uh, he was the first guy down the field on the big uh, Michigan. It was three zero. Michigan gets a big punt return, and. Not only is this dude the first guy down the field, he misses the tackle, but he's also the one that chases the Michigan guy down on the other end of the field. Dude yeah. covered like 150 yards in this play. Yeah. And saved the touchdown. He did. Like one of the most capital E effort plays I have seen in a long time. Big I'm going to, I need to say thank you to uh, Josh Rudd, who is uh, an independent journalist and uh, posted a video with an arrow marking this dude. So yeah. I don't think people realized that it was the same guy. Same dude, and missed the tackle off the beginning. Yeah. Amazing and, and effort. chase him down. Unfortunately, Ooh. Michigan scored a touchdown. Uh, so his effort. Yeah, sh- 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 no one cares about that part. <laughs> God. I, I'm sorry. Whatever. Uh, <laughs> yeah, sorry, Marley. Sorry, the dog dies in Marley and me too. Thanks, Kamish. Like, don't. <laughs> Shout out to my aunt that made me go see that movie. And uh, I, I'm just going to say that uh, around Christmas time, they released Marley and me and she was just broken up. And my aunt Terry was just, she's like, I didn't know the dog fucking died. Uh, unfortunately, <laughs> the dog did die and, and Iowa did lose this game. Uh, Iowa now averages 16.6 points per game. If the season ended today, it would be the first team since 1938, Oklahoma, to win 10 games and score fewer than 17 points per game. Uh, Iowa also, uh, shout out Matt Benson, uh, I was also the first Big Ten team to win 10 games in a season and be shut out multiple times in the same season since Chicago. Yeah, that's right. Chicago the university, not the Bears, uh, and Northwestern both did it in 1903. Um, also, shout out to Jay. Uh, I think it's Cuda, like Barracuda. Yeah, Cuda. Yeah. Um, uh, Iowa's yards of offense: uh, 2,956 yards of offense. Uh, they had 96 in the game tonight, so they finished 3,000. And 52 yards of offense, ranked 133rd out of 133. Their yards of punting, 3,766. 
and they had 353 yards of punting. They finished the year with 4,119 yards of punting, first in all of FBS. Performance art. We will get. We will cover some of our D two or not D two. Our FCS playoff games. Oh my god! First off, Albany forty one, Richmond thirty. The the long awaited matchup between Poffenbarger and Wickersham. Wickersham. That's right. Uh, Poffenbarger went the hell off. Albany right. like just ran over the spiders. Dude, Wickersham got knocked out of the game. Like yeah. Albany was all over Wickersham. Uh, it, Richmond had the, the resort to Camden Coleman, Jackson Hardy, and Savon Smith. So, yeah. like, Wickersham went out. They had to do four QBs. Albany all over. Uh, Poffenbarger just all over the place. 170 yards, two touchdowns, one interception. Also ran the ball uh, five times for two TDs, which is, is, is incredible. Uh my favorite play that Poffenbarger had was that one of the handoffs like fumbled and like, Oh yeah. And he just ran it himself. And he just picked it up. I was like, fuck it. I'll do it myself. And then they're up like 34 something. It was incredible. It was amazing. Albany going to Moscow next week. Villanova 45, Youngstown state 28. Hey, imagine good things happening to Villanova in NCAA sports. Can't believe it. Uh, Furman 26, Chattanooga 7. It was close. Furman ended up pulling away for their for their lovely win here. Furman now gets to go visit Montana. Yeah. Uh, welcome from South Carolina all the way to freaking Montana next week. Love it. A, a really great game with Sacramento State 24, South Dakota regular 34. Uh, there was a scooping score at the end that sealed it for South Dakota. Then we've got Lord have Mercer, South Dakota State 41, Mercer 0. So poor Bears just got, like, obliterated. Hey, Mercer, Um, forget about, like, what happened this week. You got your first FCS playoff win last week. This this, this game doesn't count. Mm -hmm. Uh, The game that was the nail-biter, North Dakota State 35, Montana State 34. It ended in overtime with a blocked extra point. I'm, I'm, I need to show you the picture here. I'm going to post it in the chat because the North Dakota state player who blocked the extra point got his whole damn arm on it. And you can see it right here. Yeah. His, his forearm all over this. You can because see the laces on his forearm. He got the laces imprinted on his arm. Yeah. Dude, get a tattoo. Exactly so, what everyone every, said. Everybody mm-hmm. in the replies was like, get a laces tattoo of this. It's which, so good. Which this, like, I kind of thought Montana State finally would get rid of their North Dakota I did State. Too. I did I, too. They were up 28-21. I'm like, they got this. Finally, the Bobcats can get rid of the, the bison bugaboo that they've been dealing with. And then North Dakota State just, mm-hmm. like, goes on a soul-crushing drive mm-hmm. and, and ties it up 28-28. Uh, they both scored the touchdown in OT. Montana State, I'm like, go for two. Put them away. Don't. Don't try for double OT. Go for two. They scored on their first play in OT. Go for yeah. two. Oh, yeah. Just Go do it. Go for two. Just do it. End it. We're, they didn't. And then this happens. You got somebody's like football laces on somebody's forearm, which is incredible. Montana 49, Delaware 19, and a driving snowstorm. Just a complete whiteout. Montana crowd shirtless screaming 
Missoula was rocking like you would not believe. And Delaware just got, there were snow safeties. It was everything. They just got manhandled. It like blue, blue feathers outside of a grizzly bear's mouth, basically. Like it was. Joe Flacco <laughs> also lost today. So like Delaware's just having, Delaware's a, having time. a time. Yeah. No, that's right. Well, Tough time. I, I love like, did you tweet at Delaware? And yeah, they were I just did. like the, the big Pennsylvania thing. And oh yeah. Like, I, they were like, I corrected their mouth. Like, nah. <laughs> like they, they sent you the eight ball that said nah. Yeah, I correct I correct Delaware's <laughs> map because they are part they're a rogue province of Pennsylvania. That is the That's editorial right. stance of this podcast. That's, That's right. right. Yep. Has been. We demand the rogue counties back. And then Southern Illinois, seventeen Idaho. Uh-huh. Sorry, that's just a, exactly. that's a very mm-hmm. corporate finance joke, but man, Chancery Court of Big no, just doesn't have the same. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> no, that's it. And then, of course, this, the Salukis of Southern Illinois, seventeen Idaho, twenty. The Salukis had this one; they had it until a field goal at the end seals it for Idaho, and Idaho advances. This was in overtime as well. Oh man, just I was watching this game because you know we we've kind of. Uh, Shout out to the at Kibbe Dome account. We've kind of repurposed Pac-12 After Dark to Kibbe Dome After Dark. Oh yeah, uh, for the Big Sky Bangers portion of the of the committee's account there. Uh, but really, Southern Illinois—they had an eighth-year senior. Yep, on the defensive line. Oh, that's the dream. <laughs> oh, my mm-hmm. God, like never graduate college. Look, God, look, yes. look. I know there's other accounts that like. There's like, oh no, it's like your fourth transfer. No, stay in college. The the real world sucks. Stay in college as long as fucking possible. I don't give a shit. Get a PhD. Get like eight masters. If they like, keep allowing you to play college football, stay. Don't come to the real world. Keep playing. Uh, but yeah, eighth year senior, they were wreaking havoc on Idaho's line all over the quarterback for Idaho. I don't even know how the hell. They had a punt return that tied the game up huge. Uh, and then there's a field goal to win it. And then Idaho like gets a hand on it and it falls short of the mounted onto the Kibbe Dome wall goalposts. Yep. And then they go to OT, they get an interception and then they win an OT. This, this, this ridiculous win probability graphic is absolutely amazing. Len goes down and then, like straight down. Uh, yeah. And then uh, in the D2 finals, we're gonna, we have uh, this round. We'll have Colorado School of Mines facing Cutston, Cutstown, Cootstown. Cutstown. We just talked about this. Last- I know. No, it's he fine. Don't, he don't it's remember Cutstown. shit. Cutstown. Cutstown. And then uh, Harding and Lenore Ryan. And then in D3, North Central will be facing, playing Wartburg in the semifinals. And Cortland will play playing Randolph Macon. Look, in D2, there's going to be a first-time champion. Yes. First-time champion. Uh, Grand Valley State got taken down by Harding, Colorado Mines. They made the title game, but they've never won it. Uh, and then, uh, uh, you know, really like slippery. Lenore Rock Ryan beat. Yeah, I mean, Lenore Ryan beat Valdosta State, who is that's right, who's moving up. Um, and then, really, this is going to be great because there's going to be a first-time champion in D two, which is awesome. It's nice to see a first-time champion. There's four teams left, and none of them won the title. It's going to be fun. Okay, folks, that's all we got for tonight. Catherine, thank you so much for joining us tonight. Thanks for just being stupid with us. It's enjoyable. Oh, what a delight. No, thank you so much for having me. And folks, we will see you on the other side.